Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how some fruit flies are genetically resistant to getting drunk. In other news, some fruit flies can get drunk. My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Matt Polly. I, I don't even know what to do. With, what do I do with that? Like, Brad I don't even know what to do with that. Hey guys. And together we are the Inglorious Bastards. Do you just Google random shit on Wikipedia? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, not anymore. Well, I, I guess that's technically Wikipedia shit. Wikipedia is what I get on. It's all the Wikipedia. Yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah, I bet you. It's do. a collective assortment of peens. Can we move on? That's great. Maybe. All right. All right. Um, so uh, announcements: NCAA bracket. Somebody named. Uh, Exclamation mark times three. Uh, Vink is number one on the NCAA yeah, bracket challenge. Guess where Brad is. Well, I don't know who Vink is. I don't so either, but he picked Arizona to win. He's so probably, he's probably, probably done. All right. <laughs> Vink, ye, you are not going to win. Uh, number three, Brad Polly Esquire. Good job, yeah. buddy. That's right, bitches. <laughs> At number nine, Matt Polly. I have the most possible points available left, I think, though. Yeah. Well, how do I not? Because you and I have the same Final Four. He had a. Who'd you have in your final game? Michigan and Villanova. That's oh, who that's you weird. have. No, I have Michigan and Kansas. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Mm. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, coming in at 92, Michael and Bojangles. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Both Brandon and I are 92 out of 117. <laughs> Good I, I work, buddy. Tied with a guy I, who used a coin if, to decide if, his picks. If, <laughs> if Kansas doesn't win, I'm screwed. Yeah, kind of wish I would have picked Villanova. That's going to be a. That's going to be a hell game. of a game. Yeah, it is. I think both games will be really. Yeah, good. Yeah, they will. But that one will be. Yeah. Yep. All right, here we go. Hey, hey, what are you drinking? No, stop. Hey, I think that it's we're gonna get through this. Nope. We're gonna eat some fluid. So hey, hey, what are you drinking now? Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay, that was good. See, that was good use of the like soundboard. Oh, We're going to try to cut back we got, a little we bit. Got, we got some not good feedback about the soundboard. We got some feedback sound, saying soundboard. that we jumped the shark. Yeah. Yeah, probably true. We, we, no, absolutely. I turned it off because I was fucking annoyed. All right. And I was part of the problem. We have a pledge. Um, less soundboard this week. We'll see how that goes. Well, a little bit less. Right, what I mean, are, it's going to be nil. But. What are we drinking? Uh, okay, so we, uh, we earlier had a uh, nitro... From, or from Left oh Hand Brewing God, Company. That was good. The Nitro uh, Bittersweet Coffee, Imperial Coffee Stout. Yeah. yeah and man. it's it it's was good. good. I, we, have, yep. I know I've had that before. Have I don't you? know if we've had it on the podcast. Have you really? I've yeah. never had that one. I've had their yeah. milk stout from I've Left had, Hand. I've had the, that Nitro one the, before. Well, they've got well, a Nitro milk stout, too. Maybe that's left the one I've had. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, I'd never even seen that one. Yeah, anywhere. Okay. it was it, the, anything on like yeah, any stout on nitro, man. Yeah, it's just, man. It's really hard to yep, beat. Good it stuff. was it was great. So Matt has a name for this next drink, but I have a different name. So go ahead. So we came. So this is uh, partially from uh, Jennifer and Eric Flynn McCormick. Yep. Uh, they bought us a bottle of um, yellow booze. It's uh, yellow passion or, fruit. Yeah, it's, yellow I think it's orange? called. I think it's called Kinky. Is yeah, what it's called. Uh, you know. Which is passion fruit liquor, basically. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, they gave it to us Never with, with the express the express uh, direction that whatever we make with it has to be called Michael's Golden Line. <laughs> oh, man. So this drink is called Michael's Golden Line. We, we basically nice. took... I was going to call it horse jizz, but... <laughs> That was that was my name. Somehow worse than Michael's Golden Line. Not really sure how that's possible, but well, there's a reason that that yeah. So if you've never used cream of coconut, 
Yeah, I mean, it, you just use your imagination. It looks like smegma. Okay, well, you don't have like, to yeah. use your imagination now because yeah. Matt will just say it. Well, Michael yeah. just said horse jizz. I think they probably would have gathered from that. <laughs> well, that's why you just had to go ahead and say it, didn't you? It's a jizz I don't in want a glass. <laughs> jizz in a glass, yeah. Yeah, see, like... <laughs> Wish I had a horse noise on my soundboard <laughs> yeah. right now, actually. People are... Hold on. There you go. There that is. is good enough. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's close. I need to keep a tally mark for um, who uses it the most. Okay, so <laughs> start doing that. That was Brad. It, it's <laughs> it's two ounces of um that yellow stuff, passion fruit stuff. Yeah. Two ounces of white rum. Yep. And, and then, then cream of coconut. And cream of like, coconut. Uh, about two tablespoons. Maybe. And then we shook it up. And you need to shake it up. Yeah. The, you got to <laughs> no, shake it with ice. <laughs> coconut settles mm. very un, unpleasantly mm. in the bottom. Yeah. Of your glass. I rinsed my cup out if that tells you anything and uh, started over. So. Yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's, I haven't, it's, I haven't very, it's very, very, boozy. very boozy, very tropical. It's nice. How do you think of that, buddy? It's good. It yeah, is like it good. That. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, mean, for just throwing something together on a whim, yeah. it's pretty good. So Michael's Golden Line is what it we're is going very, with. Very, yeah. very heavy on the rum, I will say. Yeah. So, well, you did yeah. two ounces. Both yeah. you did four ounces it's of good. booze and yeah, a little bit of coconut. Uh, we're going to want to move we're this along. Get lit, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, Go ahead. I will say uh, to to. <laughs> For you two to deal with the fat pastors this week, we're going to need to be pretty drunk. Oh, great. Man. <laughs> All right. I've never looked forward to anything less than what you're about I'm to do. I'm so excited uh, right now. Okay, so <laughs> this round is on Josh Thompson. Not the Josh Thompson that was on the show. This is a new Josh Thompson. <laughs> Josh Thompson 2. Electric Josh Google Thompson 2.0. <laughs> he is differenter and different. Uh, so Josh uh, loves the uh, Josh is going to be glad that I clarified that it's not that Josh. It's a different Josh. <laughs> uh, so Josh um, loves the pastors and started listening two years ago upon Damn. recommendation from Ben. So um, early on, early ben. after Ben is his boss at work, oh. who is not in the pub. Um, last name Dover. I don't God. know. You know, I, here's the thing. <laughs> Fucking I was going to say it and I was like, no, I'll take the high road this time. Yeah. Matt's just like. High road? What the fuck is a high road? Hi-ho, hi-ho. Yeah. Jesus. Um, so Ben, uh, ben is, his, is Josh's boss at work, and they discuss the Inglorious it's a, it's Pastards. It's a Fletch reference. They, in, they, they discuss the Inglorious Pastards podcast uh, each week on Thursdays at work. Oh, that's cool. Um, Josh it, It's did, a Fletch reference. Yeah. Ben, What's your name? Ben, ben Victor Hugo. Ben, good to meet you, Victor All Hugo. Right, buckle All up right. for this next one. Uh, Josh... <laughs> Josh did vote for Trump. Oh, let the stoning neat. begin. Oh, it'll begin right now. Um, yeah, I don't even know how somebody who voted for. I don't know how you. I don't know how you end up listening to this podcast. I don't get it, man. But to each Why his own. I mean, not really. <laughs> oh, he's gonna decline. He's gonna cancel his pledge now. Now that we've called him a wanker. God damn it. I don't even, I don't, I, I, whatever. I don't even have any words. <laughs> We're going to do better on the podcast. That was mad. But at so. least these are good uses of them. It is. As opposed to all of us just mashing our keyboards, <laughs> which um, is what happened at the end of last week's yeah, show. Yeah, it was. So, uh, um, on a, a darker note, Josh. Um, wait, wait, darker note? Well, yes, darker. We're going to say darker. It gets darker than voting um, for Trump? So, he was, a, he was a drug addict. From, oh, well, okay. Yep. Well, yeah, that does that. From enough. age 12 to 20 when wow. uh, he was prayed for while he was strung out on cocaine. Um, after getting prayer, mm. uh, he has been clean from, from uh, th- clean for three and a half years. Nice. 
Wow. Congrats, congrats, congrats. man. Fuck, uh, that's... Yeah, currently he runs. Vote, over, for, vote for whoever you want to. Actually, yeah. now that I think about it, <laughs> I feel bad about dragging yeah, him for like two no, minutes straight. Yep. Currently, he uh, helps run a, an outreach ministry um, while going to school to be a pastor. Not a great idea, buddy. But <laughs> just from experience, I'm just saying. Um, so his his outreach ministry. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. Uh, so his outreach ministry has helped give away ten thousand dollars of gas. Uh, feed the homeless. Nice. Um, cover up graffiti that has profanity. Well, fuck that, man. Leave it up. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally kidding. Uh, rake leaves for the elderly. Uh, shovel snow and currently has about 25 low-income families staying at their church while they get on their feet. Which nice. is That's what great. the church should awesome. do. Yep. Fantastic. Congrats. Um, he also uh, walks dr- drug addicts uh, through sobriety. Uh, he finds himself... Uh, a lot in the middle of the extreme right and the extreme left. So I uh, currently feels like there is a middle ground, but he's still trying to find hmm. where that's Aren't at. we all? Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> that's hard. If you, if you find that, let us know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He doesn't, uh, he isn't married and he doesn't have any kids, but he does have a beautiful niece hmm. who has him wrapped around her <laughs> yeah. finger at seven years old. So nice. Uh, he likes listening to the inglorious bastards. Can't figure out why. Uh, <laughs> As always, because uh, they cause him to think and ask questions about his faith. Um, we are challenging, uh, but also allow him to sit at the table and break out of his echo chamber. Nice. He says, also, DC talk changed music forever. Don't at me. Mm. Love you guys. God damn it. See, there's going to be a joke. <laughs> there's going to be a There's going to be a joke later that... Was un- yes. unintentionally made because I totally forgot you said uh, that. Uh, oh man! I wish we'd all <laughs> If you'd like to, no time to change your mind. The sun has come and you've been left behind. behind. Uh, if you'd like to buy us around, go to patreon.com. Good news! You've been left behind. Good news! Fuck the, you! The, the, the gospel of grace is that. <laughs> Adios, motherfuckers. <laughs> sit here while the world burns. You got to sit here with Kurt Cameron. Uh, while fucking everybody else's... That's everybody, everybody else's clothes are just left on a fucking airplane. Hell is sitting you with Kurt, sit Cameron with Kurt Cameron and Ray Comfort talking about bananas. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. If you'd like to buy us around, go to patreon.com yes, slash podcast. Uh, you can get dragged just like Josh did. Uh, we offer <laughs> for the small donation you get dragged for twelve minutes. Yes. Uh, we offer exclusive episodes of Pastors Community Ch- Church, Church, um, Pastors Pub Crawl, Turd Talk, Hymns of Reconstruction, and Pastors special music. Church. Church. Uh, at any level, you can access the Pastors Pub. It's a closed Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything Boy, else. Mommy, this, can we uh, go to church? This drink is kicking church. like a mule well, already. Well, you three-fourths of it. Oh, uh, shit, man. It was a big glass. No, no I have. You're, you're right. Now I've drank yeah, at least yeah. two-thirds of it. And it's 90% alcohol. That's really yep. delicious, too. And a little bit of coconut juice, yep. and well, that's it. This uh, this next Fat Pastors will kill the buzz. Well, we have, hurry, we, have, so. we have one before that, but okay. we're going to get to that. So here, here we go. Harmonica kills me. Yeah, me too. Give me that, 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 give me
so um so this is a, a gift I had people all week sending me shit of like no Wilson. there's just like videos of like wow. Owen Wilson just saying wow oh like the lightsaber sounds yeah, the one with Chewbacca yes. where it's nothing but Owen Wilson when wow. Chewbacca roars wow 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 um uh, do we want to do these first and no use let's, let's, let's do th- this one first. Okay. what is this so this is a uh, I was given really strict instructions. I have not opened this box. Okay. Well, um, it surely as fuck well, looks like I you literally have. just opened the okay. tape up. I haven't looked inside. Um, shit. I'm calling bullshit. No, I, I, I literally don't know. You just saw me open it, you idiot. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't see anything. Jesus, I'm take the wheel. Two thirds into this drink. I've seen nothing. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Um, so the note says, happy April Fools, fat bastards. Love. Oh, fuck. Well, love, this is going to top mine, probably. <laughs> Love Turd Uno. So this is from Adam McEarley. Our first turd. McCurley. McCurley. My McEarley. God. Jeez. <laughs> All right. So uh, he told me to refrigerate it. So I did put it in my refrigerator this morning. So I am not going to drink whatever this is. It appears is. like it's a can. Okay. Let's see here. And Multiple Michael cans. literally can't get it out of the box. Well, it's, it's very neatly packaged. All right. What is it? Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a thing. <laughs> Take one down, pass it around. I'm currently holding a can of Pussy National Energy. Natural energy. 100% it's natural. Really energy. called that. No, I don't even high caffeine content, so don't drink a whole lot of it. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta work tomorrow. Pussy. This is a drink somebody actually made. Uh, the website pussydrinks.com. <laughs> They're on uh, your side. The uh, their address, Pussy Drinks Limited, Unit Twenty Two, Shaftesbury Center. No, yep, not even joking. In London, eighty five Bar Barleby Bar Barleby Road, Barleby London. Road. Jesus, it's literally called Shaftesbury Center. So we're we're drinking, we're drinking Pussy Energy Drink. All right, boy. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Tell you what, 111 episodes. Didn't see this coming. In case you're... Oh, it smells good. <laughs> oh, <for laughs> wow. It's a little wow. fishy to me. Jesus. <laughs> my God. I didn't, I didn't even mean it. I like know. That. It really does. That's the hardest I've ever heard you laugh at your Boy. own joke. All right. Well, <laughs> it smells fruity. It's very fruity. Well, let's uh, let's give this <laughs> a good tonguing, gentlemen. B- bottoms up. <laughs> Up. Mm, that's actually really damn good. Oh yeah, Boy, that's yeah, yeah. That's that is, <laughs> never mind. It's got a little. That, that is some good perfume. There, I'll say it. I'll say it. So nobody if else. You didn't. Too. I was going. Yeah, to. it's got a perfumey aftertaste. Well, I will say. Well, <laughs> no, I actually will say the aftertaste not great. It tastes like perfume a little bit. <laughs> it is a little bit perfumey. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, the, the, the aftertaste lingers on that one, guys. Boy. <laughs> Matt can't even contain well, himself. We're like, I don't even know, five minutes into this episode and Matt's losing his shit. No wonder we get a three-star review. Thanks, oh, Matt. Fuck your three-star reviews. All right, oh, uh, oh. Matt, what do we got over there? We got a bunch of fat bastard stuff tonight. Matt, what do you okay, have? Uh, Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Thanks for the pussy, Adam. Appreciate that. I mean, come on. God damn it. 
<laughs> he knew what he was doing. That's what, what he, he wanted. I really just <laughs> spent about ten minutes riffing on this. Yeah, is what well, I we do. could, but it's That's all the it, best. It's all super obvious. <laughs> yeah, kind mind. of is. I can't say that. Kind nope. of just writes its own. Stuff. All right, go ahead. These are <laughs> peeps, which I all, on the record I fucking hate peeps. I do too. Uh, these are from the uh, Flynn They are garbage Easter's candy coming. or whatever these are considered. Um, these are pancakes and syrup peeps. Well, mm. they do smell delicious, actually. Man, that actually does smell like uh, pancakes How, how we syrup. rate that pussy? Ooh, the way. Well, fuck. <laughs> how many fingers? energy drinks. <laughs> yeah, I give I actually I'll probably give it a, a It fi- is one of the better energy five. drinks I generally stay away from. Those are full fist. <laughs> I apologize <laughs> to oh, all of the oh area of grief God. people. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh fuck. Oh, man. Well, so the peeps, pancakes oh, and syrup peeps. I'd like to apologize to all of our female listeners. Oh, my God. Oh, I am in tears. Oh, man, I'm crying. <sighs> oh, all right. Uh, let's let's try. This. I I hate peeps. Peeps are yeah. freaking disgusting. Let's try these. Tastes like pancakes. That's 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 um, that's about the best peep I've ever had. Yeah, it does. I mean, like pa- it does taste like pancakes and syrup. So I like vanilla. The vanilla one's a little bit better, but this is like I'll give it this a three. Is top, I mean, as far as the peep goes, that's a good peep. I'll give it a five. Uh, I'll give it a I'll give it a oh, shit. I don't know three and a half because it was the best peep, but it's still a peep. It's still a peep. So. <laughs> Uh, it still has an off-putting <laughs> texture. There's something about the texture of yeah. I just can't deal with. Yeah, me too. Uh, but those are that was that was all right. Okay, gentlemen, are we ready for this? No, I don't even know what nope. you've got, and I'm <clears throat> so scared. Hey, it should in, be. In the words of Richard Rohr. I'm very excited right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Go ahead and put that excitement right back in your pocket, That buddy. is Richard Rohr. I'm so, very excited right now. First, the first thing I have, uh, bacon and cheese flavored crickets. No. Yep. Nope. Oh. Nope. Yep. Nope. Michael, oh. it doesn't even look bacon and cheese flavored crickets. Have you tried these yet? No, I haven't. <clears throat> Literally just opened. Oh, them. You're gonna make uh. us eat bugs? Yeah, I'm eating them too. Oh, I mean, it's, dude, no! It's a nope. it's a fucking cricket. I can't do that. There are literal legs on there. Yeah, oh. and wings. Oh, ready, Matt? Quit being such a and drink that. Oh, uh, eat that. Damn, I dropped my cricket. Seriously, on the floor. I have I mean, to eat. I'm gonna throw this up. Man. Nah, it'll be fine. This is the this is the wave of the future, gentlemen. This is the way protein is yeah, going. Yeah, cricket protein it has, has eyes, Brad. Cricket protein. Not once you chew it. All right. 
Cricket protein uh, is 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 in the rise. This man. is bacon and cheese flavored. All right, ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Down the hatch. You guys can even do it. Do it oh, Matt. there's nothing do to it. that. Do it. There's nothing to that. No, there's not. It literally just. No, I mean. Yeah. No, it's fine. There's. No, I need more of those. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like a snack. It's, it's like a, a, it's a mind over matter thing. Yeah. Yeah. My mind is not over that no. matter. As Brad eats more. Yeah. It was sort of like chewing on the outside of a sunflower. Like when you do. Uh, it, it's exactly like that. Uh, like, it's oh, crunchy like, like a sunflower seed. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's, a little bit. I can feel its legs. No, you fucking can't. No, you can't. can't. That was, uh, what are we going to rate those? That's, zero. It did. I didn't get a lot of bacon and cheese flavor. Yeah, like it was a little just bit. Like, if you had another one. I had another one. That, the, I feel like you just swallowed that whole. How did you? No, I chewed it. I, chewed I did it. too. I chewed it up too. I would. Honest gross. to God, I would eat a bowl of those. There's nothing I'll, wrong with this. I'll, I'll go. Th- I'll go. Three. The only thing that you would say on those is that you're eating a cricket. Like, yeah. If yeah. you can get past that, yeah. Well, it's like when we had sheet balls. Yep. Those are fine. The sheet. Wow, balls. those were actually. I know, I'm. I'm cool with those. I'll no. give those a. F- I'll, uh, I'll give them a three. I'll give them a three because there just wasn't a ton to it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't gross. It was just. It was just like yeah. It was just kind of. Yeah. I All give right. it a zero. I did not like that. All right. Well, next we got larva. Oh. What oh. is this? Where did you go? Mexican Who hurt you. Mexican spice larva. These are going to be great. The only kind of larva I eat anyway. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Everybody gets two. I'm actually going to eat a handful of them because fuck you guys. What flavor are these? Oh, what are we going to rate these out of? Oh, man. The larva or the grasshopper? Corpses. How about thorax? How many corpses are Thoraxes. These are what are crawling inside uh, These corpses. are Mexican spice worm larva. Larvettes. Mm. Same. Uh, so here we go. Bottoms up, guys. Do you eat both of them? Mm-hmm. I just ate like yeah. five of them. Those, yeah. There's nothing to them. It's literally like eating the outside of a peanut shell. Like, like yeah, there's uh, nothing to that. Like the red, the, the when you open the peanut shell, it's got still got the red. That's yeah. what it's like texture wise. I just ate a handful of them. Yeah. Mm. Those aren't bad. Those are actually all right. I bet the vegans are really happy with us right now. Fuck the vegans. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll give those a four. Those oh, are great. Four. Those are okay. I actually like those better than the crickets. Yeah, I'll give yeah, it. A, I'll, I'll give that one a one. Really? Really? Yeah, I just. Don't, I, I'll give it, it a four. I would literally sit down with a bowl of those. There's nothing. If you like, if you wow. can get past it, yeah. There's nothing too. There's nothing gooey. There's mm-hmm. nothing. It's like, just. It's just it's crunchy. It, like, it's, it's not it's even just, crunchy. It's just kind of like it's like crunchy. It's just. It's like the red of the peanut. It's like you eating a freaking about? chip. Yeah, kind of is. There's a Mexican spice chip. Those are good. I'll give them a four. They're fine. One. This next one, I have a feeling we're going to have to pause the podcast. Oh, shit. Oh. Uh, it's beef jerky. Okay. With ghost peppers. Oh. oh. I didn't know we were doing this. Have By the way, it? no, I haven't. Uh, I actually almost got, they have. They had one at this store, uh, Carolina Reaper. Nope. And I didn't oh. get that. I decided to take a step down. We'll give a little, little piece here to everybody. Uh, this is beef jerky with legit ghost pepper. Do we need to get milk ready? Um, I think we just need to just prepare to pause the podcast. We'll, 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 we'll get our initial response. <clears throat> uh, okay, oh, I can so, see the pepper flakes on the Yeah, line. there's a lot of seeds. Oh, I don't want to do this. This is going to be hot as fucking balls. Uh, this was the, actually, out of all those things, the thing I was the most nervous about. Why did you buy it? Yeah, I thought it'd be fun. It's good radio. Is it? Shall we? All right, let's do this. Good jerky. It's warm. That is Fucking hot, boy! That's gonna build. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Yep. Mm. 
Boy, that's really good flavor wise. That is oh. insanely good flavor wise. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ah. <coughs> oh. That's um. <coughs> I can feel it on my that's throat. Pretty, that's pretty warm. Oh boy, that's building. But you know what? It, I'm already sweating. I was not sweating before. It's this. warm, but it's not like it's not what I was expecting. Oh. I will say, if you ate more than what we just ate, which I, is I a think you'd be in, small no. amount, I think you'd be in trouble. Be My in nose pain. is starting to run. Is it really? I'm mm-hmm. okay with it. That's a that's that's freaking really delicious. good. That oh. is really really good jerky. That is from the oh, um, man. Well, I got it from the beef jerky outlet in Michigan City <laughs> at the outlet mall. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, went up there with my Chicagoland jerk, chicagolandjerky.com. See, that to me, they is also just, have a Carolina Reaper that I was like, I've, oh, I don't I've know made, if I could. I've made salsa that hot before. That's, that's not God even. Damn, I'm going to eat more of that. That's really nice. Yeah, leave some of that with me, would you? Yeah, I am hot and sweating right now. Do you need, do you need to take a break? No, I'll be fine. Right. I might mm. need to go blow my nose for a second. I just had more of that. That's, man, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> really, dude? I don't do he's, hot things. He's very a lot hot. more sensitive to hot stuff than we are. I was not raised. With I will a, give that a five. That is that's good. That's the best really, jerky I think I've ever had. Really good jerky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was good. It's just hot. It's not overpowering hot mm-hmm. like I thought it would be. It's nope. definitely. It's definitely got a kick to it. That is a five. Whatever the hell we're rating that out of. Mm-hmm. That's man. I'll give that a four. Five dried cow just because the, the flavor's yeah, fantastic. I'll, yeah, I'll give it a five. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it, it's hot, man. I mean, if you ate a bag of that, I think you'd be in trouble. Oh, for the days. Because yeah. that last, that second round I just ate, it's definitely building. It definitely builds, yeah. Oh, man. That being said, leave some of that with me because mm-hmm. I might, uh, that way I can Sheesh. actually shit in a ditch tomorrow. Because that's, that's what uh, shit in a ditch. I'm going to have to stop myself from eating more of that. The it, flavor yeah, of that the is flavor's really, really good. damn good. All right, yeah. I'm going to have to pause and go. Okay, that's fine. This. All right. We'll pause. <laughs> and we're back. Um, oh, boy. Brad had to blow his nose on that one too. Well, I had uh, I went ahead for the third round of the, the second round was it's, enough for it's me. It's building pretty pretty badly. Yeah, actually, yeah. I, it's actually kind of getting worse as I sit here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, but I will say, absolutely delicious. Yeah, great beef jerky. That's the best beef jerky I've had. Yep, like that's that's yep. really good yep. stuff. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Chicago Land, or you can go to beefjerkyoutlet.com. Hmm. I might do that. Uh, let's see. Uh, they've got franchising opportunities for anybody with oh, the means to uh, make that happen. <laughs> Glorious <laughs> pastured beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but that's, uh, yep, really good. All right, here we go. All right. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your fears. We're headed into the news feed. Yeah. Wow. All right. Wait, uh, uh, no, wait, wait. Uh, the first one we've got is from oh. Stephanie Rice. So she is benefactor of the podcast. Stephanie Cheese and Rice. Stephanie Cheese and Rice. Um, so she sent me a note. Let me read the note. Okay, this is a little different, and you may not allow it. Well, we did. Uh, but I would actually like to submit an Instagram account as my news piece. Oh, okay. Um, if you've been injured in a car oh, accident. Oh, sorry. Oh, sh- <laughs> God. <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> advertisement. So if anybody's been injured in a car accident... Uh, uh, Schwibble, goats, and uh, gets. Yes. And, probably probably gets, not goats. And she anyway, Stephanie Rice is at srice528. She hasn't tweeted in over a year. So. Srice. Shrice. Um Anyway, so it's an Instagram a- account. It's at how... It's how not to get how to not get tattooed underscore uh, after each ah, okay. one. I'll have a... It, it'll, it'll be... We'll put it out on the, on the Twitter. So it's at... 
how to not get tattooed. How underscore to underscore not <laughs> underscore get underscore We got it, Michael. Got it. Uh, it's full of dumb shit people who send tattoo artists, um, who send tattoo artists different things. Uh, I, she said, I think it'll be really funny in the news feed. Uh, let me know if it's illegal and I'll come up with something else. I didn't really need to read that out loud. But um, I asked her just to send me uh, five, you know, three to five different um posts that they have on there so here's the first one um this is from a tattoo artist to somebody who reached out to them and said hi the tattoo artist is saying this hi i just got back from vacation sorry it took a few days to get back to you what kind of flower are you looking to get here was a response from the person who reached out i've waited three whole days i don't think you're a very nice person you seem very full of yourself and I don't want to get tattooed by someone who doesn't care about their clients and only cares about themselves. You're not even that pretty. I would say have a nice day, but I don't mean it. <laughs> what, a, what a wonderful person. Yep. Um, the next one, um, it looks like it's it's a uh, some sort of ad on Facebook by someone that says, I take food stamps for tattoos, for tats. <laughs> food stamps for tats. <laughs> PS4s, <laughs> PS4s, 360s, big flat screens. Don't bring me no fucking 32 inch. I take real chains. Not <laughs> I'll tattoo you for some food stamps too if anybody wants to come this way. I take real chains, all real is all caps. <laughs> not from Kings Mart. Hell, I'll even take your bitch. Hit me up, 100. <laughs> needle, needle, money sign. So, yep. That's uh, it's some, yeah, it is what it is. I'm actually on this side. It's oh <laughs> Jesus. There's some pretty uh, good ones. Here's another one. Uh, <laughs> this is somebody sent a message to uh to a tattoo artist. Um, not to be weird, but do you do full naked body pics? <laughs> also, I might be interested in a tattoo. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, and then here's the last one she sent me. Uh, would you choke me before getting neck tattooed? <laughs> LOL. Winky face. Where is she? Cheryl from Archer? Like Jesus. Like <laughs> not slack. Not slack off. Like choke me extremely <laughs> fucking hard. LOL. I know that's a weird request. <laughs> and it's cool wow. if you don't. Um, it's cool if you don't. And, the, and that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. And the response was, there might be something wrong with you. Question mark? Yeah. Yeah. So that is uh, um, uh, how to not get tattooed. I should also note that they are following 69 people on Twitter or on <laughs> Instagram. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but there's pictures. There's all kinds. It's it's hilarious. Go check it out. Uh, Instagram slash how yeah, not to get tattooed. Yeah, it is pretty good, actually. With all the underscores. Yeah. Um, And they're all real. Real. All right. Go ahead, Brad. Th- thanks, Stephanie Rice. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being a friend. From Vice.com. They're on your side. Nope. Um, beyond uh, the headlines. They are definitely not. I tested out the video game you play using your taint. Wait, what? wait, wait, wait. Can what? you read that again? Wow. Yeah, can can you read that again? <laughs> I tested out the video game you play using your taint. Yep. I 
Uh, gaming in your underwear has never been easier with this new wearable that combines high scores and pelvic floors. <laughs> this is a picture. What? <laughs> I tested out what using... the hell <laughs> is going on? I don't even... I... <laughs> what? <laughs> Brad, Brad's done. What is this? <laughs> Where? Why? <laughs> Why? What the hell did you? Well, that looks like somebody just stuck a sixty-four <laughs> controller in his, in his jock strap. Yeah. So you're saying? <sighs> well, the internet is in no short supply of libido-enhancing erectile dysfunction fixing and pelvic floor strengthening remedies. None has quite the comically <laughs> absurd allure as the boner-boosting boxer brief designed by I don't know how to say this. Vilev Labs. V y l y v. This news feed brought to you by Pussy (laughs) Natural Energy. Speaking of pelvic floor. (laughs) Wait. As both a... uh, Here's a a sentence I I don't think I ever thought you'd read. Ever thought I'd read. And I'm not sure I understand it. As both a lifelong gamer and bona fide male Kegel program reviewer. What? That's a thing. I've been captivated by the product since I first read about it. I'm very excited right now. That was that was well timed. Uh, <laughs> the, the underwear had the sleek, expensive, and clean look of a brand uh, like Two Exist. I don't know what the fuck that is. The sheer black panels around the hip bones were a touch flashy for my taste, but nothing I couldn't stomach in the pursuit of good health. I, I don't even know what you're. What's going on right I now? Get, like, it's I don't, for kegels. It's so like I guess it sends like. I don't know. Fucking electrifies your dick. I have no idea what the fuck this does. I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I read the goddamn article. I can't wow. even. What did you Google? Nothing. I follow Vice on Facebook, and this came up. And I was like, what? 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 The fuck? I. Huh. My training got off to a rocky start as I struggled to properly calibrate the underwear sensitivity and get into the groove of the exercise regimen. The activities were also pretty boring, but I pushed through, focusing on the dessert that lay ahead once my veggies had been eaten. This is the weirdest goddamn article. Yeah, eventually I finally earned enough digital tokens to get a game. So apparently, what is Vice doing right now? What? What? I don't understand this. Billy Patterson sent me several shows of theirs to watch, and I was yeah. Billy's a big Vice fan. That should tell you all you need to know about Vice. (laughs) I was Um, dumbfounded. Some of it was really entertaining and 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 interesting yeah but so like I, uh, it, apparently it's about sexual performance i've never been a kegel guy but i, I... what never been a kegel guy i don't know stop it Go you don't get to do rim shots i get to do rim shots <laughs> I, that yeah. does not deserve yeah, okay. all right uh next a uh a dog dug up eighty five thousand dollars of black tar heroin in his backyard huh, this is also for vice Police named him an honorary narcotics canine after the find, which is the closest you can get to the official designation of very, very good boy. <laughs> Who's my good boy? You're a good boy. According to ABC affiliate KATU, where news comes first, a golden retriever named Kenyon started digging time. a regular dog hole in his backyard earlier this month. 
After days of scraping through the grass and dirt, the 18-month-old unearthed a mysterious package. His owners figured he'd stumbled across a time capsule or something and decided to film the grand unveiling. <laughs> the owner's surpri- to his owner's surprise, likely caught in a legendary home video, the parcel Kenyon dug up wasn't a buried treasure trove of gold or another box of strange notes from famed author Chuck Palahniuk. I don't know what the fuck that means. That's the guy that wrote Fight Club. Yeah, I know. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Kenyon had discovered $85,000 worth of black tar heroin buried underground, hidden in his own backyard. That's the best kind of heroin. After the homeowners notified the authorities, after I'm assuming shooting up a fuckload of that, uh, the cops identified the murky substance as more than 15 ounces of the highly addictive drug. 15 ounces was 85,000. Wow. Boy, drug drug prices have really gone up, haven't they? Mm. I'm in the the wrong business. The police were understandably proud of Kenyon, though, and rewarded him with the Yamhill County. Yamhill County? All right. Hmm. Yam it. What the fuck is that? It's got to be Mississippi or something. Uh, County Canine Citation Ribbon. He's also been named an honorary which narcotics the, canine. Which the dog for life. Shit out. So hmm. yeah, what okay. a, what a good boy. Thank you. Good good, good, good work, Kenny. Who's, Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Getting the black tar heroin. <laughs> All right. What do you got, Matt? Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, teens uh, from. Uh, By the way, I've got the beef jerky page up. Should I order the Reaper? No. I'll try it. Um, Add two carts. From from WCCO, Minnesota. The name you know, the news you need. (laughs) Teen smashes through Buffalo License Center during driving test. (laughs) He's got a whole list of them. You know that, right? He does. Minnesota, Dateline, Minnesota. What's a surefire way to fail your driving test? Smash your vehicle through the License Center building. (laughs) That's what happened to a 17-year-old from Monticello Wednesday. Monticello, Indiana? No, oh. Minnesota. It's from fucking oh. Minnesota. Come on Minnesota. Uh, Dateline, Minnesota, Brad. It's Monticello. Lake Schaefer and beautiful Monticello, <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> the team. That's where my family's from, my in-laws. The There's team more than corn in Indiana. Starting her behind-the-wheel test, had her vehicle in drive instead of reverse, hit the accelerator, smashed into the Buffalo driver's license exam station. Uh, there's a picture. She really did clobber through it. Like it, uh, uh, The building is, not, is part of a strip mall, which license branch isn't, actually, um, on First Avenue South in Buffalo. The driver was not injured, and the license examiner, a 60-year-old woman, was hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries. The teenager won't be charged. Authorities say nobody inside the building was injured, but the building sustained significant damage. Well, he ran a fucking car through it. So, um, God, why do I have to have a goddamn username to buy beef jerky? I I'm glad everybody's paying attention. I'm paying attention. Are you? I'm, not. I'm buying Carolina I Reaper. Like a Is that a remix? <laughs> no, that was, it was the, um, the, the acapella version. Jesus Christ. $7 shipping. Can we do this later? Jerky. Yes. Do this on your own Can time. Can you do this on your own time? <laughs> All right. You've got a responsibility to pay the fuck attention. Why do I even do this podcast? <laughs> like, why do I even show up every week? God, I hate you. I hate both. Of you, you got so anything much. else? I've got a good. Yeah, I've got a good story. All right. Where's it from? Oh, are you going to listen to this? After I'm done buying beef jerky. Can we pause so you can buy this fucking No, go no, keep no, going. Fine, You're fine. good. Keep going. I'm listening. Uh, from Good News Network. When news no, matters, no, it matters not. where you get your news. It's not a news station, Michael. Where news matters, it matters where you get your news. Good News Network. It fits. College students rush into burning building to save 90-year-old man. Oh, well, that's lovely. Uh, it was an ordinary Friday night for six six college students at Rutgers University. Yeah, oh, Rutger. Rutger. Uh, after Rutger, damn near killed damn her. Damn near killed her. Never heard of her. Didn't touch her. <laughs> after spending the evening playing video games and socializing, two of the students got ready to head home around midnight. 
Uh, as they were leaving the house, however, they saw that a duplex down the street had caught fire. No one was running out of the building. The two students, Tammy Menisus and Vanessa Solis Palma, never knew her. Alerted their their other friends to the situation, for they all ran down the block and started banging on doors, rattling the fences, and yelling if there was a fire. Uh, Solis Palma dialed nine one one, while their friend Corey Zatko uh, Zitko Zatko whatever alerted a nearby campus security officer. Twenty three year old Mateo Rezanovich took a very hands-on approach by punching through the glass, which is pretty Ooh, badass, yeah. in the building's front door so he, he can unlock it and charge inside. Uh, Rezanovich. <laughs> We're going to use the soundboards a lot less. Michael, no, I don't think so. Hey, you, <laughs> yeah, you have collectively used that more than I have. Hasn't Go just ahead. been by Really? By the way, we, got, we, 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 we now officially have reaper oh, jerky shit. on the way. All right, go ahead. Rezanovich and Solis Palma then found a 90-year-old man who had been sleeping in his bedroom on the second floor. The two students guided him downstairs onto the sidewalk while firefighters arrived and managed to control the fire in under 30 minutes. The students immediately left the scene. School officials started a search for the Good Samaritans who considered the community and other people and their safety over themselves. The students were hesitant about coming forward to take credit for the heroism after the names were made public. Zeitko simply told the Philadelphia Inquirer that the rescue was Fire 101. You're taught as a kid to get everyone out of the building, knock on all the doors. I was just going with that. Hmm. So Nice. Thank you for doing that. That's awesome. That's, that is great. Yep. <clears throat> So I've I've got a segment. This is an inception segment and segment within this segment. Good product, bad product. Because I always do the little products of what's what's around the corner. First one. This is the first time I've ever been mad that I don't live in the country where this is happening. Um, McDonald's in and apparently goddamn fucking Canada or somewhere, Canada and Australia. They're having a Cadbury cream egg McFlurry. Oh, okay. So I think Cadbury cream eggs not great. That would be delicious. Yeah, that sounds yeah really good. So that's the good product. Uh, bad product uh, company. This is on uh, I believe Kickstarter. Um, the company offers slices of ketchup uh, with no mess eating. Sl- Wait, what? What, what the is, hell is a slice a, of ketchup? It is like ketchup in the shape of a slice of cheese, like craft cheese. <clears throat> it's wrapped in cellophane. Um, yeah. Mm. All right. Eight mm. slices of package, like uh, slices of ketchup. And eventually they're going to do more different condiments. I'm not sure slices. I can still wrap my head around a slice of ketchup. I don't know. It's a portable. This sounds like something you come up with when you're like on LSD or high, just totally high. Yeah. yeah so their goal was uh, fifteen thousand dollars to make this happen, and they are currently at twenty one thousand. <laughs> I can so. smell the color purple, man. Twenty three <laughs> yeah, days exactly. to go. So hey guys, everything you guys everything tastes, everything tastes orange. Have you guys had a slice of ketchup? <laughs> yeah. How about it's a awesome? <laughs> I have an idea, man. How about we get ketchup so it's like cheese? Go ahead, Michael. All right. Uh, the Daily Mail. dot com. Um, so this mother of two um, has been trying to teach her kids about God. Um, she said that God will protect you wherever you are. And she decided that uh, she was going to test that out. Oh, so she yeah. drove headfirst into a. Pole, the utility yeah. pole. I, heard, I this. heard about this. This is really fucking terrible. Yeah, sorry that your kids are no longer going to be living with you now because so, you're a psycho. Two felony counts of cruelty to children. Um, she uh, says, "This is." She wanted us to know that God is real. That's what the child said. Mom closes her eyes and accelerates into a utility pole with her two young kids in the back to teach them that religion will protect them. And then she gets arrested. Hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and just put her away for a while. Um, yeah, she closed her eyes and said, "Well, all right, here it is." Jesus, take the Well, maybe Jesus shouldn't take it. Stop it. I'm sorry. I'm trying to reduce the sound on that. There we go. Uh, yeah. So you know what she, you can do to reduce the sound is fucking delete it. God. No, we need that one. This is the perfect. That was the perfect song for that. Was it? Yeah. She, she literally prayed that Jesus would take the wheel. Oh, gosh. Anyway, uh, she intentionally did it uh, to prove that God is real. So apparently God's Put dead. her away and lock, throw the key away. God she, is not real. Uh, it's pretty terrible. Just get her kids away mm. from her before she kills them. God. Yep. Uh, you can... You can set her free for eleven thousand two hundred dollars. Uh, let her so, rot. Yep. <sighs> that's well, it. Is that all you got? I mean, I could. I, I was, no, that no, was that's three. good. That's plenty. That was that's three. Good. I can do we're more. Good. No, that's no, good. We're good. I got good. excellent ones for next yep, week. We're good. All right. All right. Let's just do it for next week. All right. Well, you can play some ridiculous song next week when you do your news stories. Oh man. All right. So our friend Stephen Dunn, we played a song from him. What like? Three episodes ago? Two episodes I ago? Two episodes ago. I Stevie think. Dunn Dunn. Steve, old Stevie D. Uh, originally from Bloomington, uh, then moved to Indianapolis. Now he lives in Nashville, Tennessee. Stevie Nash Dunn. Vegas. He was uh, a uh, periodic member of the Evangelical Circle Jerks, our mm-hmm. worship band that we had. When yep. we were <laughs> can't imagine why our <laughs> church failed. We had a failed. church. Can't imagine. No. It'll be um, out on Spotify later this week. He's got four albums coming out this year, four EPs uh, titled God, Love, and Death. Uh, the first installment, God, is dropping on May 1st. Album focuses on uh, numerous aspects of faith, including doubt, comfort, and lament. This song, uh, which song are we playing tonight, buddy? If You're Listening. If You're Listening. It's called If You're Listening. Uh, before we play this, uh, he's got a few show dates coming up uh, here in just a couple of days. March 29th at the Elbow Room in Chicago. March 30th at Be Here Now in Funcy, Indiana. Muncie, nice. Muncie, Funcy. Uh, the 31st, March 31st at Mulligan's in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, April 6th, Square Cat Vinyl in Indianapolis. Indiana, that's an all-ages and free event sponsored Ooh. by Flat 12 Beer Works. When is oh, this? Indy. We've had some of uh, That's April, April 6th. 6th. We need to get up there. Yeah, it's, I think it's on a Friday. So Ooh, I've, nice. I've got, I've put I put a solid maybe on that. Really want to get to that if yeah, I can. Yeah, I do. Uh, on the 7th of April, Radon Lounge in Springfield, Illinois. Go to stephen-dunn.com for more info. He is a Nashville-based Artist really like Steven, super talented, and this is once again generally good dude. If you're listening. If you're listening from Steven Dunn.
was uh, Stephen Dunn. If you're listening, yep. Good album gonna... comes out May first. Yeah, listen to the whole thing. Stephen Dash Dunn.com. Yeah, check him out. Yeah, also in the pub. Yeah, he is in the pub. <laughs> Get in the pub, people. <laughs> Get in the so pub. he doesn't make the greatest choices in life. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. Very true. We love you, Steve-O. Yeah, we yep. do. Um, okay, so let's talk about Foofy. Further up, further in. Yeah. Uh, this week we are talking about are talking to the team behind the podcast, The Airing of Grief. Stop what you're doing. Go listen to that podcast. It's much better than this one. Um, <clears throat> I mean, that kind of goes without yeah, saying. Yeah. I think. Uh, so, <laughs> what uh, podcast isn't better than uh, this one? Mm, don't make me don't make me make me name drop. We don't have enough time. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, the the team consists of Derek Webb, Jamie Lee Finch, Kevin McDougal, and John Allen. Uh, the airing of grief is a podcast that records, compiles, uh, and compiles conversations about spiritual deconstruction and reconstruction, curating them by, by topic and releasing them in episodes. Um, we are all three fans. Oh yeah, big fans totally. of, of yep. this podcast. Yep. Um, Derek was on the podcast on the podcast to talk about the album uh, October when it came out, mm-hmm. um, and this is kind of the 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 at least the first season of this. Mm-hmm. Um, podcast uh is is kind of based on that album and then the next season uh, we're going to talk about a little bit too but it drops this sunday so go ahead and uh get on your podcatcher and 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 mash the subscribe um because what they're doing um if you connect with this podcast you will definitely connect with their podcast yes um it's it's telling our story um and, and it's so 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 important um it, what they're doing is, is great. So, yep. uh, without further ado, um, this is the airing of grief um, team posse podcast people. <laughs> um, and I don't know where my soundboard went, so I can. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, further up, further in. All right, so we've got the airing of grief crew posse team, um, team. conglomerate posse. The four yeah, let's posse. posse. Let's go with posse because the, it's 1985. Let's call you the four horse people of the apocalypse. <laughs> um, so, can, can we start with introductions? Uh, like, tell us what your name is, a little bit about yourself, like outside of the podcast, and then your role within the podcast. I'm Brad. No. I uh, fix coffee equipment. <laughs> Oh, you weren't talking about no. I'm okay. Matt. I'm vaguely related to Brad. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Uh, I'm... I'll go first. Just... Jamie's going to go first. I was, gonna, I was just about to say, Jamie should go first. Is what I was gonna say. <laughs> We're all no, you like, shifting our, our levels of awareness to, you know, heightened the stories of the marginalized. So as the only woman in this conglomerate, go. I'm going to go first. Um <laughs> Posse. We decided on posse, Jamie. Posse. Oh, correct. Yes, the posse. Um, I'm Jamie. Jamie Lee Finch. Hello. Um, hi, Jamie. Hi. Hello. Happy to be here. Um, I think I've forgotten the questions you wanted me to answer, but I'm going to just wing it. Um, yeah, who do you think you are? Who do I think um, I'm? That, that, is a, that is a loaded question, friend. Yeah. Um, I, what I do outside of this podcast world um i i talk to people for a living for a lot longer than 10 minutes actually that's what i do um 
I I am a I'm a coach um, somewhere in between the intersection between like a health coach and a life coach. But um, the way that I describe it is that I'm an I'm a relationship guide between humans and their own bodies, mm. and I'm primarily work with folks who are actually leaving um, experiences with fundamentalist and authoritarian religious backgrounds or like recent religious backgrounds um, who are wanting to reorient themselves back to their bodies, to their intuition, to um, to themselves, essentially. So I hold space for that. And that is what I do for a living for my full time job now. And it's the greatest thing in the world. That's awesome. And she's super damn good at it. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) most of what you hear Derek say, that was me. (laughs) You know what? That is 100% true. Actually, that's awesome. That's exactly right. It it is the worst, most flagrant and offensive case of appropriation. (laughs) It's just gone unprosecuted. It is the way I parrot everything Jamie says to me. So so Derek, are you saying, Derek, are you saying that Jamie wrote goodbye for now? Uh, I can for sure say that my new record would not exist if not for Jamie. Our podcast would not exist if not for Jamie. But see, that's also true of John and Kevin. So, you know, but Jamie is special. Jamie's one of my absolute best pals. And uh, so my name is Derek. This being Derek's best pal. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So my name is Derek (laughs) Webb, and I'm a musician by trade, but apparently make my living as a parrot. I, I am I am part my living is 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 uh, split between being a professional parrot and running a lemonade stand. Would you say that, that you're I, would you say that you're like a mockingbird? Uh, um. I used to be. I used to be. Yeah. That'd be a great name for an album. Yeah, From mockingbird to, to parrot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just now figured out what kind of podcast this is. <laughs> And you're you're automatically regretting your decision. Like I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna. (laughs) You just hear that hang up sound. John's gone. (laughs) All right, Uh, John or Kevin, you're up. Do Kevin. Kevin. I knew knew you were gonna do. (laughs) Kevin, you're up. All right. um, Behold, a very pale, very white horse. Um, a walking recessive gene. I am Kevin. Um, my favorite color is yellow. My favorite moment I've ever heard on Pastards was incidentally in one of Derek's uh, interviews with you guys when you randomly started singing Place in This World by Michael W. Smith. <laughs> so good. That's a, that was a legendary. It was, it was just oh, such gosh. a beautiful moment. Yeah, but um, have, you heard, am, have you heard a rendition of Summer of 69, though? Because that's, yeah. that's pretty damn cool. That was pretty good, too. Yeah. 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 Um, I am a, I'm a Californian. My parents were children of the 60s and 70s, Jesus Movement people. Uh, I came out of Calvary Chapel. I have a number of relatives who still serve and pastor in it. I was a college pastor for a bunch of years right, right out of high school. And uh, now I'm doing this and some other things. It's so interesting to hear your voice not in airing of grief it mode. Is. It's like yeah. it's like a whole different. You're, it's like you're multifaceted. It's weird. <laughs> you're not a one dimensional you person. You mean that's not just like a voice algorithm on your Mac? Yeah. Kevin's a real guy. Yeah, I mean, it's still smooth. You'd think it was created in a computer of some kind. It's but good. It's, it's so, hello, real... I am Kevin. <laughs> All right, John, you're up. All right. Well, the reason I don't I don't want to go is uh, I'm usually the observer of the group. 
I'm I'm the quiet dork in the corner that kind of uh, listens and then you know returns a verdict on something. <laughs> I'm uh, I think I think the best way to say it is I am a, I'm a solid five on the enneagram. We talked about that. I don't know if you guys the heard that. Five. Yep. Five. I've, I am the fiveiest five. <laughs> That's so the short awesome. answer is I'm I'm the dork. I'm the nerd of the of the podcast. I'm the one that does all the analytics and uh, tries to tries to do some project management and figure out what kind of systems we use. But uh, my background was actually in touring, which is kind of how I knew Derek. Mm. I spent about 15 years in the as an audio engineer and kind of working my way up to production manager and and then producer and then designer and then I quit because I realized there was a really crappy glass ceiling for uh, the tech side of, oh, yeah. uh, of production. Touring and then with, I kind touring of with Carmen marketing. wasn't paying off? <laughs> no. Ironically, ironically, first of all, did you know he's still touring? Yes, yes. I did, he's unfortunately. He's a life okay. and, and Derek I, and, and the rest of the gang, I haven't told you this, so I'm, I'm giving you, you know, the exclusive reveal. Uh, when I decided to quit... Uh, touring. When Please I tell me Derek's touring with Carmen. Please tell me. <laughs> my very, la- my very last gig ever was the world's shittiest show that I filled in for a guy that was a Carmen show. <laughs> oh man! That was your last. Wait, that was your last show. <laughs> my very did? last gig ever, That's and I swore to myself I wasn't going to tell anybody. But you couldn't do anything else better than that. After that. <laughs> you went, you went out on a blaze of glory. Yeah. Oh, top. Did. Was it the what? Make America White Again tour? Was that? Oh, my uh... God. <laughs> It was the uh, try to use production equipment to make up for other things to her. <laughs> That's all of Carmen's career. Well, at least, oh, at least now you know for sure why you're not going back. If you'd gone out with something you enjoyed, then you might be tempted. <laughs> Very true. Well, if you think back on that memory... There's a zero percent chance that you're going to give that another shot, and I think that's smart. I think you're very smart. You're on five of here. you. Donald, if you need to talk. I I do I do talk to people about PTSD. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got a little CCM PTSD. That's for sure. Oh, okay, for great. Sure. Well, such a long algorithm. Such a long. Uh, uh, what's the word? I I, I tell you blanked now. Acronym. Acronym. Why did I say algorithm? I think it's because John's on here. Because yes. I'm speaking, and you you think I'm a computer. <laughs> Yes. Zero zero one one zero zero one. It's inarguable that you're a computer. That's not at all what I was thinking. <laughs> oh man, I've already got eight hashtags. Yeah. For this yep. Sorry. Go ahead. Wait, we're sorry. We're really only one question in. I've got eight hashtags already. So, who came up with with this the idea of the podcast? How how did this? Uh, How's your? How did everybody get together basically and do band this thing? of people form? Posse, Michael. Yeah. I I think I can take a stab at that. I. I um, I don't remember if, if we, if you three and I talked about this when I was on the podcast last, but I mean, the short version of how it first started was that when I put out my last record, which came out in September, it's called Fingers Crossed. And when that came out, um, what I observed pretty quickly was that the response I was receiving about the record seemed to not really be about me or my record. It was people who were hearing me talk about my own kind of documenting my own journey of spiritual kind of deconstruction. And I mean, I've said many times that the record is kind of a document uh, about um, a testament to my kind of vertical horizontal divorce divorces that I, that I had gone through over the last few years. And so there were a lot of people whose responses were just themselves talking about their own stories with religion, with spirituality, with, and, um, and I noticed this quickly. I was like, man, like this, I, I, I already had a sense because of like you guys' podcast and other pals who have 
um, who, who are holding space for the conversations to happen where like, it felt like it was a thing like a, that was, that was, um, kind of a groundswell, of, uh, that was happening, but, but I didn't realize it until maybe that moment that, that it, it seemed like there were a lot of people who, there was still a lot of space that people really wanted and needed. And if you even teased at bringing up the topic, a lot of people showed up and had stories to tell. And so I was probably just because John, and I think it started, you know, I have been super close for a long time and, and, but John and I do a lot of work together. We're kind of business partners, in a lot of things. And I was, I think I was talking to John and, you know, and just kind of saying, I've noticed this and, and I kind of make it my business to notice things like that. I mean, that's kind of how my career's always worked. That's how I wind up in business situations is like, you notice a thing. And, and I was like, you know, this can either happen in an unintentional clumsy way or, is there a better way that that conversations could be facilitated to the benefit of everybody who who are and and all to the um, goal of people who are going through whatever phase of uh, wrangling spirituality, whether they're on the on ramp or the off ramp, or they're coasting, um, regardless of where they find themselves, to not feel alone was the whole point. It was the only point. Just that people would not feel alone. Because it's not the deconstruction or the reconstruction or all that, whatever it is, that's not what makes it hard for people, the the, the stress of going through it so much as while you're going through it, feeling crazy or feeling isolated or feeling like you're the only one. That's the hard part, really. That's the hardest part. And so as John and I were talking about it, we were saying, well, you know, what can we do? How can we be intentional about it? And uh, I was also, also talking to my pal Ryan Alexander, uh, who's in the band Civilian, and uh, he and I were talking about the same thing. And 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 maybe it was Ryan even at the time early on who said to me, you know, why don't you just like it's too, it's why don't you just kind of make an opportunity for people to talk about it? And and if and and so when I realized how easy that was from a technology standpoint, and started doing it, um, that's how the thing started was just making ten minute. Uh, calls just m- made myself available a couple of hours a few times a week and said, hey, I'll, anybody who wants to talk about this stuff, um, who wants to air your grief, whether it's with me and the fact that you feel betrayed by me because of where I am in my life and how, you know, and, and maybe what I've meant to you in the past, or, you know, if you've been like a longtime fan and you feel betrayed, or if you're, uh, or, or much more interestingly, if you don't give a shit about who I am and not a fan, but have a you know a story um and want to air some grief about the church as an institution as a group of people the idea of god whatever it is i'll spend 10 minutes with anybody on the phone and talk about it and the only thing we asked people was to allow us to record it and then but but that we would we would um uh, censor your name out of it so it would be anonymous um you know in that way and because because my thinking was for everybody who'd be willing to do that, there'll be 20 people who wouldn't be willing, mm-hmm. but really would love, but need to hear their story reflected in someone else's and need to hear themselves show up in, in that. So started doing that. And it just, the, the, as soon as the stories started, as soon as I started doing these calls and I did like a hundred last year um, for season Jeez. one. And as soon as I started doing the calls, I just realized how much was there, how many amazing stories people on a, it was way more granular than I thought it was going to be and more diverse. There were The stories were not in any way simple. It wasn't just a bunch of people who were mad about religion. It was like 
people who had gone through unthinkable things and yet were fighting to stay in their belief and were believers still uh, as of that that call, people who hadn't really gone through anything especially traumatic for whom religion just didn't ring true anymore, just a slow, steady decline of it and everything in between, people who were telling me things that they'd never told anybody before ever. Um, And so that's where um, very quickly, you know, Kevin and Jamie – came in um kevin because he is a kind of a hero i think for the other three of us and a a guy who is such has such a pastoral spirit about him and a care of people um he is a guy who is wired in such a way that like we knew that and john kind of brought that up you know Ke- i didn't know kevin well, i was gonna say derek just to be completely clear from early yeah. on and you and I were talking about it, my exact words were, I am not doing this without Kevin. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't want to. I have yeah, no interest true. in it if Kevin's not involved. Yeah, that's I, right. I that's cannot right. do what he does. Because we knew that, you know, we'd need someone who'd be able to really curate this and make a narrative out of it and then also be able to produce it, which Kevin also does, believe it or not. He is, he does 100% of the editing and production. Um, and uh, Kevin of the delicious buttery voice. Yes. yes. That's right. I, that's and one thing that really sticks out to me is, is. is the editing and yeah, the, the production sure. side of it's things. It sounds, it's awesome. He does such a good he's job. He's a filmmaker. He's an auditory filmmaker, at least in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And then and then certainly not the last consideration. As soon as, uh, you know, before it was, you know, when we were still just kind of texting back and forth about it, I, I you know, the, the best idea I had was, oh, my God, I, I, I got to call Jamie because <laughs> I just knew. So first of all, we I, I wanted to. Um, I knew we would need um, a strong female voice on this team, and I don't know a stronger woman than Jamie Finch, and um, a, a woman who knows how to use her uh, her strength and her power in a way that benefits other people. And I, it's she's a remarkable woman, and so I called her and said, "Okay, here's what's going on. Explain to her the concept and everything else." And just asked her if she'd consider, you know, being a part of this thing. And, and, uh, I'm like, fuck no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> pretty on board right away. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and which has been, which has proven just to just be invaluable, not only for her voice on our team as a leader, but also her literal voice. I mean, all of the, the letters yeah. that we've received, um, you know, either Kevin or Jamie read, reads those letters and puts a voice to those stories. And, They've both done a tremendous job at that. So that's kind of how we got here, and that's the role everybody kind of plays, and um, and that's how it started anyways, yeah. I want to follow up about the the, the, the Jamie and Kevin part. Uh, so the first season, you both beautifully read letters that were submitted. Uh, we actually know uh, one of the one of the people who submitted a letter that was read. Um, in, from their perception, uh, the letter, uh, you guys nailed the emotion of the letter. Could could Jamie and Kevin talk a little bit about your process uh, for getting into that headspace for those who sent letters? Mm. Um, to be honest, I feel like I want to almost like before I give my answer, kind of like defer to Kevin because I feel like whether I knew it or not, I was taking cues from him, hearing him do it early on and kind of knowing what I needed to mirror when I did it. Um, so I had my own process after the fact, but Kevin, I would love to hear you talk about that first. Um, yeah, sure. When we, when we determined that the first season was going to follow the trajectory of the album and like those track, that track listing would be titles and Mm -hmm. provide thematic content. Like 
we sort of buckled down and read through a bunch of stuff a bunch of times and we would kind of propose like, I think this letter works here or this letter works here. Sometimes we use more than one. Sometimes we just use a snippet. Um, I remember, I think when we got to Easter eggs, I, I was like, I have to read this whole thing start to finish. And it was like a 22 minute letter. Yeah. Um, it was just too good. It it was so good that I had to like break it up, you know, Mm -hmm. and like let part of it sting and go away and then come back. And, um, and so, yeah, it really was just fitting within that same grid. Like, I think it came from, from really just having, having that, that construct in place and knowing, well, this is kind of what the soundtrack to, of this episode is. This is the themes we're going for. And then just trying your best to take from the way they write and find their voice in it. Because uh, mm. some people write in really long, elaborate sentences and other people are more like terse and, and, and you know, you just kind of find a rhythm and then uh, whether it was me or Jamie, I would, I would get, you know, a couple takes or um, get it all in line and get it loaded in. And then I would, I would chop it up if I needed to, just to, just to keep within rhythm. Like just, I might add like a, you know, a fifth of a second here or there just to make sure that things happened on the beat if there was one or, mm. yeah. So it was really just trying to keep it within the rhythm because the entire piece is musical in addition to being vocal, you know, in yeah. addition to yeah. being something read. And so, I think that was the, it was sort of an accident that it happened that way though. I guess just being a musician myself and a theater kid, that was just the approach that just worked. I didn't really think about it. And I was always realized theater kid actually got to be a theater kid. So I was (laughs) (laughs) through that. I can tell you though, like the very first, because the very first episode Jamie wrote or read a piece of a letter and I got the file from her. And I thought that sounds cool. And then I, I put it in and I EQ'd it a little bit and I put it with the music and I instantly started crying. You know, like <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, this is going to work really well. Yeah. <laughs> well you know, that for me, like, um, I don't know if you told me that before. That's really sweet. Um, <laughs> for me, it's something that I don't know. I, I think my process with at least kind of what you're the question you're asking about kind of channeling the energy and emotion of the letters because I've actually heard similar feedback even directly from people who were like you read my letter how on earth did you nail that like (laughs) it's such an it's it's such an honor I think um me is something that I so the fact that like I hold um I kind of share the weight of people's stories with them for a living um and there is something in every person that I speak to and work with there is something in their story that I can say me too about that I that resonates with me that if I go there and I let myself go there I can connect into like a place within myself that remembers the exact way it felt when I was there Mm -hmm. I, I work with a lot of people who are where I was you know three years ago or five years ago and there's still this very because of the connection that I have with my body and like there's still this place that I can access within myself that can hit kind of that like I get it and I'm there with you in the emotions of that moment and I cry in like half of my sessions with my clients and so because I'm just I'm feeling the way it felt to be there and so there's something about reading these letters and number one the honor of being trusted with someone's story and number two remembering how it felt I guess I have three points number one being the honor <laughs> with it number two remembering how it felt when I was there number three just this like 
enormous amount of relief. Like when I was there, how I didn't feel like there was anyone to talk to. Yep. And now I'm on the receiving end of them feeling safe to talk to someone about it. And that feels so huge. And so just channeling kind of all of the emotions of that and wanting to put that into it, I think is, um, there's a lot of where at least kind of the, the accessing kind of the vocal, um, energy of how those letters felt came from. And then the less, you know, like artistic part is I really did want to be a theater kid when I was younger. <laughs> Christian school and it was small. We didn't have theater. And I tried out for things in our city and never made it. And I just always thought I'd be good at it. And so it's that's it's like accessing a really sweet space that like 10 year old me occupies within myself. Someone's like, you nailed that letter. I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. So- <laughs> because ultimately it really is that same process you are you are that cocktail that jamie's describing like you put those things together and it's a recipe for empathy like that's what's happening yes is is you're allowing yourself to feel those words as though they were your words and then they kind of are yeah yeah and i I want to say to go back a little bit before what jamie was saying and and we we totally resonate with what jamie was what you're saying on that because like with this podcast, we've sort of realized, oh, we can stand in that space and say, oh, yeah, we've been through that. It's going to be okay. Like yeah. it, it may not be okay right now, and it may take some time, and there's going to be pain involved, but it it will be fine. You'll be fine. And we're here for you when you're not fine, and we'll celebrate yep. with you when you are fine. Um, so we totally resonate with that. And mm-hmm. as, far, as far as what you guys are doing, like it, I would consider what you guys are doing like the Mona Lisa of podcasts. Like it's a fucking art piece. Yes. Like, yes. It is absolutely – a hundred percent. It's uh, to call it a podcast is almost an insult because, like, <laughs> especially when you call us a podcast. Because yeah, yeah, because you're comparing your like po- we're a podcast. What you guys are doing is actual art. Like, we're just three. <laughs> we're just three monkeys throwing shit at the wall. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's that's fairly apt. That's yeah, pretty accurate, both li- literally and figuratively. Um, sometimes the podcasts get out of hand. Anyway, but like like what you guys are doing is absolutely a hundred percent art, and, and yeah. I think that's why. Not only why it's resonating with people, but I think that's why it's so even as difficult. It, it's not an easy listen because there is so much pain. Like there was a time where I was going through kind of a really bad phase. I'm, I'm in therapy now and everything's getting better. But I was in I couldn't listen to it because like yeah. I, I was not in a space where I could like I can't I can't listen to it because it's so much pain. I can't take any more pain in right now. But it's, it's yeah. at the same time, it's people, again, airing their grief and airing their pain and, and letting that vent and letting that find a place to heal and lend that find a space to heal. So I just want to thank you guys for that because you're creating so something artistic and that's, it's that. beautiful. Yeah. I, thank you. I, you know, I'd like to ask, I mean, we kind of were originally going to just address this question to Derek because he's the one taking the calls, but really I think it's for everybody. Like what kind of emotional and mental spiritual toll did taking these calls? I mean, did it, did you guys feel the weight of any of it? Because man, it's some heavy shit. Yeah. Well, you know, the great thing about that question, apparently John is crunching on, walking on leaves and is wrangling animals. And so he's, he does more than just the data for our podcast. He, um, There's a small band of dogs that found me here atop the mountain. Oh my God. You please keep us posted. This could turn into a whole other kind of podcast. It's like one of those true crime things. Um, the, the great thing about that question is that one of the changes that um, we've made in our second season, just on the mechanical side, on our side, is 
Um, and I, I, I'm so thrilled about this is that Kevin and Jamie are taking calls also. And so they've nice. been recording calls. Nice. I've Excellent. been recording calls. And um, because, I mean, we're, we're really different in terms of and our system randomly assigns that. So like when people sign up for a call, they don't know who they're going to get. Hmm. So we're kind of letting the serendipity take over and, and seeing how the conversations go matched with who they happen to get. And um, but so so they will absolutely be able to answer that question because they've you haven't heard them do it yet, but they've That's been awesome. taking calls for season two for me. um I would say something really similar to what Jamie just said. Like it, it didn't feel to me like it was it it was taxing or anything emotionally for me because um, because I understood and well, mostly I can tell you I would get energy from these mm. calls because you spend time with somebody who is showing up to that the processing of those hard moments and feelings. And, um, you know, so many, there's so much strength. And so even, even in the expression of vulnerability, there was so much strength in so many of the people that I talked to and that we were talking to now. And mostly I was just like so deeply inspired by these people. And, um, and it, it, it honestly gave me a lot of energy. I, I would get off of almost every call, um, feeling really encouraged and really full of energy. And, and with every call, um, I mean, I, and I said this many times that I feel like I've benefited more than anybody did from the first season of our podcast, because since I was the only person or since, since out of a hundred calls, I was, I heard all of them, you know, I mean, you, you know, we, we would, Kevin would air two or three per episode, but I heard every single one of them. And every time I would do a call, it's like, I was so anxious to talk to people in order to tell them if, if appropriate, that if they were feeling alone, if they were feeling isolated, there is, and I use this language intentionally, like there is a cloud of witnesses around yep. you. Yeah. Yep. And I hear their voices in my head as I speak to you. So many people who are going through this with you at the same time, you're brushing past them on the street. I mean, the church does it. We talk about this in the podcast. The church does a great job of congregating people together around common practice and ideas. Once you're out of it, you lose that and yep, suddenly yeah. you're expected to deconstruct in isolation what you've built in community. And that makes no sense. We need each other maybe more desperately on the other side of church than we even do in. And, um, and yet you, you think you're the only one. And, um, it's like your computer directory has been deleted. But all the files are still there. Like you can't, but you can't oh, yeah. see any of them. You can't access any of them. And so I loved adding to that number in my own imagination and being able to, you know, to, to say that to people who, who I was, who I was speaking to, but I'm anxious to hear Kevin and Jamie talk, talk about it. Well, it's newer to us, but I mean, as far as taking the calls, that was, that was like really weird for me because I had to turn off that part of my brain that was already editing them or picturing how they'd place. (laughs) Yeah. Right. 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 Uh, so I, 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 at first was really like iffy about that process, but you know, having listened to everything that Derek recorded for the first season and then picking out, the stuff we picked out by the time I would put up a, a copy of an episode for us to start, you know, making changes on and all that stuff. I'd listen to a lot of those calls like 20 times, you know, and I'm a raging four on the Enneagram. So <laughs> I, I don't care if anything's depressing so long as it's authentic, you right. know, but yeah, even right. I at, at that level, at that level of doing it, I did find that I would kind of have to like purposefully subdue my emotions and just kind of academically think Mm -hmm. of how the emotions were working together. And it wouldn't be until I took 
a mix down into my car to listen like a normal person on a commute um, that I actually let it hit me and I, you know, I'd cry every week, but I, I, during the week I kind of turned it off, but yeah, it, it, for sure it was, it there was an emotional toll for me doing the editing for sure. I think, um, and this is something I said in our, um, we do a monthly a kind of gathering with some of our patrons, um, like Patreon patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I said this last night in our, in our little discussion, <clears throat> the thing that I've noticed that has been the hardest for me has been, <sighs> less about kind of carrying the emotional toll. Um, because I, again, I kind of like am used to doing that for a living. It's actually been like not carrying it. Um, because in, and that to say the hardest part for me has been keeping the calls, trying to keep the calls to like 10 minutes. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Talk to people for an hour at a time. And I talk to the time five to seven times a day, six days a week. And so it's, it is, yeah, it's a lot. And I've learned, I've learned how to carry that. It, you know, it, the allotness of it. And it now feels really weird to not get there with people. And I'm horrible in social settings now and like small talk because I don't know what to do. <laughs> why aren't we there yet? Like in our conversation, that's my normal mode of communication. Now I'm, I'm good at the job that I have because that is the kind of friend I've always been, the kind of partner I've always been. Like, so it's weird for me. What has been really uncomfortable for me is, is getting to watching it click down, like watching the timer or click up, I guess the timer go on Skype, like I'm seeing it do right now and seeing it at like eight minutes. And I feel like I just, we just got through the introduction. I'm like, no, 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 not yet. So it's actually been (laughs) not, I, I, I did let one call go like 45 minutes because I, could not it was my first one and I was like I don't know how to turn this thing off and it felt really <laughs> speaking of the authenticity piece I was like it feels so inauthentic and weird for me to not go there and yeah. get to that person and really dig into the meat and bones of what's going on and like kind of hold that specific space so I'm getting a little bit better at it but um my answer is kind of my you know succinct answer to your question is no because I don't even feel like I get there in the way I normally get there like it's an again it's an honor for me to hold that space for you know 10 minutes 17 minutes 20 minutes but um I in a perfect world I would be able to go deeper but also um I think that might be like rude to my clients (laughs) (laughs) free that they're paying me for but yeah it's been such an interesting adjustment to like hear the way I communicate and try and like rein some things in and let some other things go. Uh, John, so I know your role is a little bit different, but how, how has it affected you being at a, at a much closer range than, than, than like we are? What's your experience been? You're talking about to the podcast or yeah, just the, just, I'm sure you hear a lot of the, the, the extra calls, the stuff that doesn't make it. And, and how does that hit your, how does that weigh on you? Um, other I, ironically, no, I don't hear the calls. Okay. Uh, I actually do that on purpose, to be honest. Okay. And uh, Derek's fingers crossed record, I did not even listen to it ever until season one was done wow. because yeah. I wanted to be able to hear each episode in the context of someone that had never heard the album before. Mm. Ah. Wow, that's you know, I wanted to hear it crazy. like they'd never heard it before because I think that's just his uh, excuse. I don't think he's a really I don't think he's much of a fan. He's just not I'm, a I'm fan. Not a Derek fan. It's kind of mopey. John, you know? he's been he's kind of mopey. He's, he's been phoning it in since Mockingbird, right? Is that is that where you're going yeah. with it? Yeah. I've got it on vinyl. You should check it out. It's pretty sweet. 
One of the reasons it's really hard to embellish upon like John's role, I think, with us is that that you don't see any of it yeah. so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see the website. That's that's like one of the only visual cues you'll have. But most of what he's doing is is wrangling everything else we're doing, making systems that work for us, making ways we can communicate, um, keeping us all on course, kicking our asses, all that stuff. Like truly and, what we're doing, it wouldn't be anything more than an idea if right, not yeah. for John. We're right. all great at doing what we do, but it wouldn't be it's it an actual okay, entity. Yeah. Well, well, I, you know I, what? I'm glad we're talking about that because I wasn't <laughs> I didn't think about it in these terms until kind of this interview was starting. I I care a lot about these people who are kind of left in the lurch. Sure. You know, sure. like I have a yeah, yeah. I got a big heart for these people. And my corner my, my kind of like personal mission statement, as much as I hate that term, is I, I really want to make the human experience, you know, better for as many people as possible. That's that's yep. kind of my core motivation. Uh, and I spent some time um, I had the honor of co-founding a couple of startups and I was kind of a design nerd and I did most of the UX uh, user experience and user interface design, meaning not so much why is the button this color, but why does the button exist at all, mm-hmm. that type of huh. thing. And uh, and so I, 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 I care deeply about all of these users. And then as soon as Derek and I started talking about this podcast, I just, my whole everything welled up with tears and and love for these people who are struggling through this because of course i'm i'm partially struggling through this as well and not sure what to do and so my my form of respect for these people who call in is the mountain of data infrastructure that holds it all up Mm -hmm. like that is my form of love and care because that's all i know how to do i don't I would probably bumble my way through one of these calls and it would not be listenable. <laughs> However, I will, build, accepted. <laughs> I will build a complex CRM system that manages all their data in a way that it makes it easier for everybody to get to. Sure, I'll do that. That's awesome. That's I cool. won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's... I, it's, I will say it shows. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it yep. really does. Like it, One of the things I noticed throughout the whole first season was the care involved by everyone involved in it. Like... Mm-hmm. You can tell it wasn't something you guys were just like, yeah, let's just put a fucking podcast. That's what we did. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we've been doing for 100 right? Episodes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just showed. It's not that we don't care, but like, it showed a level of commitment to actually like walking people through what they're dealing with by everyone involved, including John, including all of the editing and the yeah. the sound and how everything comes out. Like, everything was done with care, and I think it just shows. I mean, it really does. Well, thank you. You know, you Thank saying you. that makes me think of the fact that I'm kind of just now realizing, like, we all have such different roles and such different personalities mm-hmm. that we're bringing to the table. But I think one of the things that um, I maybe am either just now realizing for the first time or I'm realizing, like, the full extent of for the first time is that when I think of all four of us, one of our core values, I would say, is excellence. Like, we re- like we can't imagine half-assing anything that right, we right. do at all yeah. in any area of our lives. And I think that that allows us to kind of have this level of, since we're all bringing that as a component to, like, the four legs of the table that we're all holding up, like, it's a really fucking good table. Because not <laughs> none of us are going to let it, like, let one leg, like, be a little bit subpar to yep. another one. Um, so I think that, that that creates a really powerful balance in what we're doing. Sure. Yeah, I think that shows pretty, it, pretty absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Do you guys do you guys find that on your team in terms? I mean, because I know that we've had more than a few times some extremely recent and significant where the diversity and I say diversity. I mean, we're 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 four we white just, people. We speak and we right. speak yes. different languages. We're you but, know. 
but but we are we're like you know just in terms of how we're wired and where our strengths and skills are we're we're a you know we're a we're a little bit ragtag but like it's really proven to be for the tremendous benefit of the work we do together especially in as far as we have a mutual respect for each other and you know and which we really do and it's really made us better and and i mean Mm -hmm. have you guys you know i mean um is have you found that on your team as well i mean in terms of yeah, I, I think so, because it's it, we have a, such a weird dynamic because, you know, Matt and I are brothers and we think right. a lot alike. We uh, sound a lot alike, <laughs> um, but like people, it's funny because I think a lot of times people think that what we do is like scripted and it's like, nope, it really isn't. Michael is like the perfect balance to Matt, mine and Matt's uh-huh. bullshit. Like, <laughs> I mean, really, like he, yeah. he is like. You know, um, good job, buddy. Thanks. But it really does. And, and I mean, this we've talked before on the podcast. This thing doesn't exist without Michael. He hounded us for a year to do it. Um, and we were like, podcasts are fucking stupid. Why would anybody want to listen? to <laughs> um, And then we finally were like, I guess now that we don't have a church. And so we started doing it. But like, it's it's you know, it, it just it just works like we have a, a dynamic. It literally is just the three of us we kind of all bring different things. I've gone yeah. through different experiences than Michael and Matt. We've all shared certain experiences. We've all got different, a little bit different backgrounds, even though Matt and I are brothers, but like it really, I think what has led to some of our success has just been the dynamic and it's totally organic. I mean, it's not yeah. a scripted yeah. Yeah. forced thing. It's literally some of the our three similarities of us, have helped too. It has, honestly. but the, I think it's a lot of, it's just, I mean, it, it literally is just the three of us sitting around a table drinking and talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. this is what we do this isn't ju- even it just happens to have microphones yeah yeah so and, and, I, and i would add to that like one thing that i've realized by you know as we started this thing it, we started this just because we wanted a place to vent we didn't think anybody would actually listen yeah. and like people started listening mm-hmm. what okay what the hell do we do now <laughs> and what what it's done for me personally and i would i'm guessing i could speak for yeah. you guys on this too is that i want to be a better person now Yes, because I feel the too. weight of what we're doing. Yep. Because people are listening to this. Yeah. And people are taking what we say and going, oh, I've never thought about that before. You guys have really made me think about stuff. So it made me go to therapy because I needed to get help for myself. I finally yeah. needed to get my shit together. Yep. And, yeah. and, and, and I, so I feel like, like if, if the podcast has probably done more for me than it has anybody yeah. else just because I have to be better now. And, and I, not just I have to, I want to be better now because I feel the weight of wanting to give my give everything i can to this thing yep. and be a hundred percent the best self i can to start meditating to start spending time in silence to start working on my interior life because it, that is what comes out through the podcast yeah i would say yeah. that even after the you know the, the initial podcast where we put out and then we started the patreon and started you know the the close facebook group um what's been interesting is we felt in rural Indiana, we were we were kind of all alone. Yep. But what's happened is we found a community and started creating community of people who thought they were all alone. There's rural Indianas everywhere, literally. Is yeah, what we found. that's right. Yeah. And I think you guys are seeing that too with what you're doing. You're you're having these conversations with people who feel like they've been alone, and and you're that's what's important about. I think honestly, both of our podcasts and a few other ones as well is that that. For so long, everyone has felt alone in their deconstruction and reconstruction or loss of faith or whatever spiritual crisis or whatever you want to call it. Um, And and now through the World Wide Web, um, 
they're, they're realizing, hey, maybe I'm not yeah. absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. You know, there was a, uh, for most of the first season, Jamie and I would hang over at our favorite, well, our, uh, my favorite bar. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a very meaning. Yeah. It's a very meaningful place to, to both of us. I'm just the one with the tattoo of it. on where my own. And I met, we all, that that's bar. right. That is where we met. No, so uh, I didn't know Derek and I like kind of dated for a couple months when we first met. We did. <laughs> a hot take for you, but we met at that time. That's right. And, um, and so uh, just, which just proves that I am in fact dateable. Yep. Um, I remind him of this all the time. I'm like, you got me, dude. You're fine. You're getting yeah, this. Okay. There it is. Oh my God. Yeah. If Jamie Lee Finch will date me, world, I am dateable. Uh, yes. Anyway, okay, sorry. That was just dateable. a shameless plug. <laughs> take take shameless note, everyone. Um, no, but what we realized, so for most of the first season, Jamie and I, you know, we, we would hang over at the Crying Wolf, which is this bar. We would hang over there a lot of Sunday nights anyway. That's kind of my normal routine. And Jamie would, if she was in town or if she wasn't busy, she would come over and, and we would just hang. And that was kind of our normal point of connection. And, and, and one day, uh, w- as we were um, preparing for the episode to go up that evening, I just kind of said, hey, is it cool with the rest of you guys if I just say that I'm going to be, I'm going to be there anyway. Can I just is it cool if I say that on social media and connect that to this thing and just say that for people who would want to, if you're in Nashville, just come hang out with us. Let's, you know, kind of decompress about the podcast or not. Let's just have a drink. We, we're going to be there. And is that cool with everybody? Everybody was cool with it. And, you know, Jamie said she would come join as well, you know, and so she and I spent some time, you know, and, and I, just to punctuate what you're saying, like we had people, drive in from mm-hmm. from Kentucky and come in from yeah. we had folks come from kind of all over and who would and, and some from right here in Nashville but who basically would say you know like we are the only two people that we have in our town and if not for this podcast we would both be really in a bad way because yeah, yeah. it's it's made us realize that we weren't alone it's given us something to gather around and i mean i was i was just touring up in the uh where was i like in the uh philly in the northeast area i had countless people come up to me and say you know like literally it was the it was the only thing we had for a while like you know uh, you know folks you know who just and and i'm not and that's not about us it's just about it, what it does is it just underscores the point we're all making which is to say that people it's just so important for people that especially in such an, a destabilizing pra, uh, moment of going through questioning things that fundamentally make you who you are and are part of how you see yourself. And when you're going through that, to do it in a way that you feel alone and that you're losing not only it, but everything else and everyone else, it's really emotionally, it's a lot. It's more yeah. than most people can bear. And just for people, again, I mean, we've said it so many times, we can't say it enough, just for people to know that they're not alone. Yep. Yep. And I mean, Janie and I really got, you know, really got to see that firsthand during our kind of post-episode hangs at The Crying Wolf because there would be people who would just show up from all over and would just say, you know, that, you know, we, we just – you know, like it's, it's kind of, we've got like this one person and we've got you guys Yeah. and otherwise we would feel fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. We would Which feel insane. To me it feels really, really big because early, you know, for it to be happening at Crying Wolf too, because you know, uh, the 
when Derek and I first met and were introduced by a mutual friend and started to get to know one another, it was, we were both in very, in probably, cause that was like over two years ago. And we were both in that place at that time that a lot of people that we're talking to and are listening to this podcast are in now. And so for like our kind of lifeline of I'm not alone and I'm not crazy and I'm not going through this by myself and I I hope it's going to be okay. We actually did that a lot for each other with like a rotating cast of like other people at Wolf, like multiple nights a week, almost three years ago. So it's it's really, there's something really, I'm that's in my, that's in my conscious awareness every time that we're there is like, Oh man, like how cool is it that I can, again, like a me too kind of moment. Like when people are telling us that in that space, I'm like, God, these walls have held me saying the same thing you're mm-hmm. saying now. And I swear that's to you, right. it's, it's really going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a sacred place, man. Yeah. That's yep. true. Yeah. I, I guess I would be remiss if I didn't ask Derek, like there's, there's a few calls throughout the scattered throughout the season of people kind of going at you a little bit. And yeah. I, you know, I was listening to him like, God, do you know how fucking weird that is? Like, that, no, I mean, like that, that, an, that an artist, that an, uh, the musical artists don't generally allow that kind of thing to happen. It's not like anybody's sitting yeah. down with James Hetfield so that they can go, you've been hacked since Ride the Lightning. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody. I would disagree. Well, I'm going to disagree with that statement. Well, okay, fine. fine. But you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody, nobody. <laughs> Nobody's like artists just don't do that. Like they don't allow space for fans to talk to them and be like, "Yeah, I'm just really disappointed with you." And, I mean, crew, I was thinking especially the the last. What, what'd you say? I said or allow space for crew to say such things as well. Well, that too. <laughs> but uh, it just I, it spe- like I was thinking like the last episode you guys aired. I mean, I was sitting in my car like and I was like, for fuck's sake, like. I mean, I think I even called Michael and I was like, oh, yeah. Jesus, this freaking guy just does not get it. Like, remember seeing your thing? Oh, I'm not accusing you of doing this. But, and then he would just say, I'm accusing you of doing this. Right. Like, what? What? I mean, did you ever get off the phone? You were just like, I've got to pour like a bunch of scotch and just down it. Or, I mean, right. how do you how do you take that? Man, so here's the thing is <laughs> I, I have made a career out of gnawing on the hands that uh-huh. feed me <laughs> that, 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 that is that is what i do that is i mean my whole career is is the slow journey to finally isolating my very last fan <laughs> like i am very slowly i swear to god if you don't put that you need to put that job. on a t-shirt i will wear that t-shirt every day of my life yeah and so i'm Honestly, I'm just, I'm used to it. Like I, like I've been, I've been intentionally agitating Mm -hmm. my kind of fans or whatever for decades. It's what I do. And, and so, and I'm wired in such a way, like I didn't just, I didn't, I wasn't just parachuted into this moment doing this. Like I have been preparing for and doing this for a very long time. And it's like, I've, you know, I, every record I've ever put out, was a whiplash moment from the previous one. I mean, right, that's right. how I've always made, that's how I make creative decisions. And so it's like, I, I, the way I'm wired, if people, if I, if I do something and people seem to universally like it, I get, I sweat. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, uh Oh, like I, maybe I didn't do my job. Maybe I didn't do it yeah. to the extent that I should. Maybe I, 
you know, because there's a lot of artists who are making music for most of the time, making music that right. you can dance to, making music you can celebrate right. to, making, and that's all very important music. Right. I just make music for not all the time. I make music for almost none of the time. But the times that I make music for are important times, and you'll need it when you get there. I need it, and it's not for everybody. It's for hardly anybody. And I've and 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 so that's kind of what I do. I'm used to people not liking what I do. I'm used to people, um, and so I've not, I, you know, I I kind of love those moments. I wish there'd been more of them. Uh, in the first season. And, <laughs> Here they come. <laughs> I really do. I mean, that's kind of part of why we opened it up. It wasn't right, yeah, so it, yeah. like a feedback chamber of, of people coming in and, you know, t- telling us that they, they think we're awesome or that I'm awesome. It's like, no, we really want to hear the honest stories. And, and your grief that you're airing doesn't have to be, it could be with me. Yeah, it could be sure. with the fact that you feel betrayed by the idea that I've been some part of your spiritual formation over the last 20 years. And now I'm seeming to leave you in the lurch. And like, I could, I could understand being upset about that. And I want to hold the space for you to be able to say that. And you deserve to be able to say that, um, you know, and, or it could be with anything else, but you know, so I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm into it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> bring it on. I really do. I mean, it's, I, I, I expect it. Like I am. Cause you don't want to do that to me. Well, that's what I was going to, I was going to ask uh, for the rest of you. I mean, as friends of Derek, do you ever feel yourself like needing to like jump in and be like, man, Oh my God, you. I get like, so fucking mad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. I get, as a fan, I was just like that last one. I was like, Oh fuck off. Like, Oh my God. Oh my God. It's like, it's been a thing. Like, I don't know. I didn't. I, maybe I didn't know what I was signing up for when I decided to become pals with old D Web over here. But I, my blood pressure, y'all, yeah, because people yeah. have got some opinions about this man, and they also simultaneously. I know this is not going to be surprising to you. The people that have the strongest opinions about him don't know him. It's yeah, fascinating right. how that works. So, being someone who knows him very deeply i have become very protective of him in a way that sometimes it's infuriating to me that he is not like as mad as i am about it which i get i get i'm i i hold that space really well and it's not really all that healthy sometimes so maybe not everyone needs to be on my page but no that's real like i i remember listening to that call for the first time and getting so worked up i had to stop it like six times yep take a minute but then also jumping back in and hearing how fucking calm yeah <laughs> and talking to this person i'm like what in the hell and so just kind of balancing that with you know in our personal life as friends like stories he would tell me about things that people had said to him and i'm mad and it just rolls off of not that it's it rolls off him in a way that you can tell he has worked really hard right. to let roll off of yes. him. That's yeah. A, yeah 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 not, not that it is he's just immune to that inappropriate critique in a way that is like superhuman and the rest of us are you know don't yep. have the skill like he's worked up to that skill of being able to let those things go um so and and i think maybe part of that is i just carry it now i don't know i don't know i'll do well, it well and, and that's so kind and let me say this that's one of the that's one of the great benefits of doing something like this with people who you know well who you love whose backs you have and who have yours it's like because I mean, there were many times I would get off um, calls, and and a few uh, for our most for our for our new upcoming season, where I would immediately get on Slack, or that's normally where the where the four of us will congregate, and I would just say to them, "You guys, like, that was rough, and I I'm really, you know, or or I would be having a really rough day, and I would have to hit them up and say, like, I'm a, I've got like 
eight calls in a row I'm about to do and I just something really hard just happened to me and I'm, personally I'm not in a great space to do it but I'm going to show up and do it and yep. you know I don't know I'm not I don't know what I'm asking you to do but I just need to know you're there and yeah. you know and for and and you know and Jamie and I have have been you know friends for the, probably the longest but it's like you know just to have the people around you who know you well enough to when that does happen to yep. be able to reinforce true things and to be able to like to block out in front of false narratives and reinforce true ones is invaluable, you know, and that's why it's so important to work with people like this. And I mean, each one of these folks, I mean, I just cannot tell you how grateful I am to have them in my life at all, let alone to be doing work like this with them is remarkable. Yeah. All right. So we need to talk about, uh, season two, uh, starts on Sunday, Easter Sunday, April Fool's Sunday. What'd you say? <laughs> we are we are risen. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, from the grave you arose. Um, so, airing of grief to electric boogaloo. Yes. <laughs> so, what can what can uh, listeners expect uh, for this next season? Um, yeah, what do you guys have up your sleeves? Mm. Spoilers. The margins. Teasers. Yeah. The margins. Kevin. Yeah. The, well, the theme that we decided to take on was to to purposefully disrupt and interrupt and subvert and invert our whole formula and really chase down people to amplify the margins. Um, we saw some really strange things throughout the season, throughout season one. Like um, by mid-season, like I was already noticing from our call sheet that like maybe one in like 11 or 12 callers we had been seeing was a woman, but... Mm. I know that Derek's fan base has more women than that percentage wise mm-hmm. in it. I know that, um, you know, on our patron list, it was half women. So it was like, I saw that these people were shouldering the burden, um, of, of a lot of that without having the platform. And, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of kept peaking up. And by the end, Jamie felt very much like she couldn't really even hear herself in the podcast anymore. We had like a, a final, like kind of chorus of white bros and yeah. same, um, <laughs> so we decided that like because this this whole thing is it's more it has more potential than I think any of us even necessarily gave it credit for mm-hmm. that that it was you know that it that it was a strong statement being made that we needed to not just open up the table and say you know technically or theoretically everyone's welcome we need to actually go and invite people and say no seriously like and 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 what we're learning though is not just to say you have a place at the table or you have a place on the platform, but that you can, we need to be open to letting other people define what the platform is. So, mm-hmm. you know, segueing from that previous conversation, some conversations are difficult and we are, you know, we are kicking off season two with a good example of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, awesome. Um, and, and yeah, and it's, it's really been incredible though, because we have seen, we have seen exactly what we asked for a lot in in a lot of what's come and um a lot of representation from not only the female population but uh the ev- a ton of lgbt voices That's and it's awesome um and it's just it's really incredible where that actually takes the themes and where that takes the conversations because what i'm hearing a lot of and not only having my own conversations but listening to jamie's and to derek's is is that just embodiment is such a huge thing and reconstruction is such a huger thing than it was season one. And, and I keep coming back to this phrase, all of me is here, you know, as though it wasn't before, like people who are finally being able to live, live in their own 
identity and truth in a way that they never knew before. Mm. And, and so I think actually, oddly enough, I mean, there's still going to be some really heavy stuff. It's the airing of grief, but I get a lot more so far, um, hope and a lot more of that whole question. Derek was always asking, so what's on the other side? I'm, I'm hearing a lot of what's on the other side as, as we're putting this together. Mm. I think also we're hearing um, with that what's on the other side. I've been pretty surprised to hear the amount of people who um, not only are they on the other side, but they still have some form of belief and some construct and relationship towards their idea of that construct of the divine on the other side of that. Um, It's just become a more for them, like a more accessible one and one that they feel like they actually have, um, they have a, like, I don't know, they have a seat at that table. Um, and I think that's something that we, we batter, we batted around with as well. Like in that same conversation where I brought up the whole, like, Hey, I'm having some, some tough times with this because I can't hear myself. And I've been, you know, I've been reached out to by a number of people who can't hear themselves in it either. And I think we need to be aware of that. Um, we also, Kevin brought up like, how comfortable are we with hearing from voices who um, didn't really feel the need to deconstruct from the same thing that we felt the need to deconstruct mm. from? Because that's important to pay sure. attention to. We're talking about amplifying those voices at the, you know, quote unquote, at the margins, because Predominantly, it is white evangelicalism that has caused a lot yep. of this, a lot of these problems. It is it is heteronormative white evangelicalism, you know, essentially white supremacy masquerading as a religion. And so, what we what we found is, you know, we're talking about well, we know a lot of voices of people of color who didn't really need to deconstruct from the same thing that we felt the need to deconstruct from. And a lot of the people of color that we've spoken to and that we know and are in relationship with, they are still very much on what we would maybe qualify as the inside of a thing and yet what we have to speak to the the experience that we have to give voice to and language to is um predominantly there was less to deconstruct within Mm. within churches that weren't evangelical churches because there was less toxicity inside of those churches if if any toxicity inside of those churches so you find a lot of people who come from that background who are still very committed to their idea of god because their idea of god was never problematic in the first place Mm. so we have to really become comfortable with like yes we're highlighting stories of deconstruction and also the reconstruction but we also are wanting to highlight the stories of people that never needed to deconstruct at all because they what they were, what they came into, what they were born into has, is something that has always had space for them. And what we found the need as, as white people to deconstruct is something that we started to see did not have space for the majority of people. And when we woke up to the fact that was problematic for us, we actually have to realize that that is not something that belonged to us in the first place. Yeah. Oh man, that's great. Yeah. Holy jeez, that was great. And scene. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's... Let's do yes. Everyone, go mash the subscribe button if you haven't listened to season one. Go listen to it; it's incredible. You've got like, a few days until season yes. two drops. So get ready, it. yeah. People, get ready. Go subscribe on Good Friday. I feel like that would be really funny. Yes. <laughs> People, get ready. Jesus is coming. Um, all right. So, can we do a, a quick abbreviated lightning round? Um, you guys have time for that? Yeah. Has has John is John still there or has he been taken by dogs? <laughs> no, the feral pack of animals has moved on. I'm good. I've uh I've I've been pulling up data stats looking at season one and season two while you guys were talking. Awesome. Oh, I thought you were gonna say that you were you've been pulling up data stats on how often 
when confronted with feral animals in the wilderness is someone either killed or maimed. I was watching YouTube videos on how to survive wolf attacks. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah, go for it. Lightning round. All right, uh, beverage of choice. Um, wine. Red wine. Red wine. Red wine. All right, two red wines. Um, uh, kombucha. Kombucha. Oh. Really? Hipster vinegar. Love oh, it, man. <laughs> And Brad shits on one of our guests. Sorry. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate that. My wife's tried to get me into kombucha. I cannot do it. Kevin, what yeah. was your answer? Um, if, if, if I need whiskey, if cocktail, caipirina. Oh, God. Those are so good. I yeah. Oh, I do. We need to do them for the podcast. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I made yep. them at home, and that bottle did not last long. <laughs> yeah, cachaca is, yep. is underrated. Yes, it is. I totally agree. What is the last album you listened to start to finish? Like this um, most recent? Yeah, like the, the, the last album you just listened to from start um, to finish. Big Rack Albatross. Huh. Haven't heard They're that so one. good. If you guys don't know Who them, they're it? so good. Say it again. Big Rack. B-I-G-W-R-E-C-K. Um, it's like one of my partner's like favorite band of all time. And okay. I'd never heard of them until he and I started dating. But they're like a Canadian band. Um that are, they're still putting shit out, but they pre- predominantly were like putting shit out in like the nineties, early two thousands. Okay. We drove up to Chicago back in February to see them. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen. They're incredible. Okay. Right. They're really good. Wow. Uh, I listened to Dave Bazan Blanco like yesterday. Oh, it's a nice great album. Yeah. It's just gotta be one of my favorite records of it's his ever. And, really I, and good. I'm always, I'm, I'm always listening to his stuff, but that record in particular, I have it on vinyl. I listened to it literally yesterday. It's so good. John? John Kevin. Uh, Nambi. What? Nambi. N O M B E. I think they're a fairly new band. I actually don't know that much about it, but you asked the last one that I listened to all the way. Yes. Yep. So that right. one. Because oh. otherwise, it's, you know, Spotify Shuffle. <laughs> right. Spotify tells me Nambi's going on tour. <laughs> well, it's almost like there might be a business model behind telling you that. <laughs> you would. Oh my god. <sighs> uh, according to Spotify, incidentally, mine would be Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions. Oh god. Oh, oh, nice. All freaking out. Nice. Yeah. Way to take the high road. No kidding. <laughs> uh, leave no it to Kevin to be the classy one. Fancy kind, drink. Kind right. of a safe one. <laughs> Kind of a safe one. <laughs> kind I mean, of a safe one. My mom raised me right, and I've never been able to get away from his music. So. I do like some Stevie. Oh, That's good, good stuff. All right. The Top five musical crimes created by, by Stevie Wonder in the 80s and 90s go. <laughs> what is your favorite book or movie that you've read or watched in the last calendar year? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So tough. Oh my god! I all I do is read books for my thesis. Um, jeez. I never I read because it ruins movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I only read nonfiction because every time I read a book I love, someone options it and makes a shitty movie out of it, and then I don't like either one as much. It's wow. a very valid point, actually. It's a recipe for regret. <laughs> It's weird that this is the one we're having the hardest time answering. Well, I know, I know the movie part, I though. I, I, I do too. Yeah. You go, John. Uh, yeah. Ready? Stand by for dork moment. <laughs> Principles by Ray Dalio. I could have guessed the book it. That I just did. Huh. Nice. All right. Oh, it is so fantastic. 
And is that, that a movie? <laughs> yes. That movie's gonna suck. <laughs> yeah. Nobody they made a book out that. of that. Wow. They made a book out of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, all I do is read about trauma, so I think. <laughs> that's, that's some light reading. That's some light reading. <laughs> So it's so intense, and I don't watch movies like ever. Um, I, I mean, probably, probably the body keeps the score, but I, I don't know if that's fair because I read it for the first time like last year, but I reread it again this year. Yeah, it um, totally counts. There's this book called Deadly Doctrine by this guy um, Wendell Waters. He wrote it in 1992, and it's all about how, like, Christian God, he calls it Christian God talk, leads to uh, psychological and physiological illness, which is essentially what my thesis is about. So he kind of wrote my book for me before I wrote it. So basically uh, DC talk ruins everything. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I'm pretty sure that's what I heard her say. I'm pretty sure. That. <laughs> that's how. I, that's what I heard. You'll find no I, arguments here. <laughs> I think you posted about that on Twitter, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah I thought so. It really, sounded familiar. It's, it's really good. The cover is what kept me from buying the book for six months because it's ridiculous. It kind of, it's very early 90s. Yes, very. Yep. Bless his heart. He wrote it when he was like 70 years old. Like oh, the wow. sweet. Yeah, so that one's, that one's great too. I think mine are probably... Um, I, I mean, it, it, what's tough is that I, 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 I read a lot. I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks and I've been mostly like catching up on all the books that I feel like I neglected for many years. And I've mm -hmm. been, so I've been, I mean, I'm doing the classic, I'm also writing for a record right now. And so it's like, I feel like I need some, some good, I need some, some intentional things going into the meat grinder, but I've, mm -hmm. so I've been catching up on Sam Harris and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and on Hitchens. And I'm, you know, so I mean, I, I just finished like God's not great for the first time. And I finally did into faith and all that stuff. But honestly, like I am, reading my I'm listening my way through the book Ready Player One for the third time. Uh, like I've read it twice and now I'm listening to the so audiobook. Good. And it's just one of my all time favorite. The movie comes out on, on Saturday and I'm super jealous. <gasps> this Saturday? Yeah. Well I think it actually comes out on Thursday. How but. do I not have tickets already? <laughs> oh my God. Dude, I got, Derek has officially I checked out. He is <laughs> I took a screenshot, Derek, just for you. There is a pic there like where you're picking your seats in AMC and I have the three perfect centered, exactly what it is, and everything else is empty because I bought them like a month ago. I, ha I am manically going to Google right now. Like, <laughs> so, I so we need to go. We need to let Derek go now. <laughs> no, but I always buy tickets way ahead of time. I don't know what's wrong. Okay, anyway. I'm super okay, let down. Now everybody else talk. Go. I'm going to be busy for just a minute. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll talk movie. I thought last year the... The, well, my favorite movie was Get Out until I saw Blade Runner 2049. And then uh -oh. they both kind of got replaced by the complete emotional uproar that Coco caused when I saw that. Uh, oh, um, Coco is I'm amazing. I'm Coco won out, of, out on top of Blade Runner 2049 because that movie fucking sucked. She did not <laughs> like it. She didn't like it. I, I don't believe it. I movie to start for like two and a half hours i watched coco <laughs> with my three kids my w all five of us were crying at the end of it Aww. my kids yeah. didn't want to see it so oh i haven't my been able god. to watch it yet it's my, oh um, my god my uh, grandma was like well, one quarter of my genes despite the previously mentioned pale white horse thing um <laughs> i'm a quarter mexican and my southern california California family is mexican and my grandma's mexican she died about a year and a half ago and that movie was so effective in the relationship and the way that it yep. depicted her and her kind of slowly being lost to dementia that 
when it showed her kind of coming back to life and him playing his guitar, like for that moment, um, like just broke me in a way that I realized I hadn't even processed yep. the grief of her death. Mm. Like, mm. but Pixar helped me do that. Like, and I cried on and off for a few days and I was like, okay, there it was. Yep. You know, like wow. Pixar is such a good therapist. Yes, they <laughs> yeah. are. They really are. All right. Yeah. You go to up because there's like, there's balloons in it and then they've got you crying in yes. five minutes. Wait, I was saying <laughs> five minutes into the movie. You're like, Oh my God, I don't want my wife to die. <laughs> <laughs> What is this crying you guys are talking about? I don't understand this. That would be great. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so um, where can people find you online? Uh, the, where can they find the podcast online? And then where can they find you individually? And do you any have any other side projects that people should be on the lookout for? Um, I'll, I'll go first again. Um, nope. Well, um, as I'll let someone else handle like what our socials are, someone who pays more attention to that than me, because I'm <laughs> for sure going to fuck it up and tell you the wrong thing. Um, I can be found on all of the things at Jamie Lee Finch. Um, as far as side projects go, um, I'm continually and always like taking uh, clients as a coach, um, you know, anyone who wants to talk about and um heal from and re reorient themselves to their to their bodies um and healing from their experience within fundamentalist religion um i do that and you can find for that at jamieleefinch.com um and then do it she's fucking incredible <laughs> And then I'm also working on my thesis right now, which once it is done and submitted in academic format, I will be publishing it um, so that at some point will also be on my website available for purchase. I don't know if there will be a pre-order option or not, but it is essentially um, it's it will be called I landed finally got the official OK for the title um, literally just yesterday. It is going to be called You Are Your Own. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Let me start over. <clears throat> you Are Your Own. A reckoning with the religious trauma of evangelical Christianity. Oh, um, so that's what it's about. It's about kind of diagnosing all or looking very clearly at the belief system and then talking about it's very trauma informed. Um, so talking about what we know now as far as the nature of trauma and how it manifests in the brain and in the body and attempting to postulate that that belief system is legitimately traumatic and then how to heal. Um, so that's that's what that's what I'm doing. So awesome. you can find all those things through all of my social medias or my website. Sweet. Brad. Um, I, so my, I'm findable everywhere at, <laughs> at Derek Webb. Um, do you, need, do you need a second Derek? Are you booking tickets right now? I, I am <laughs> actually, we interrupted Derek. I'm, uh, I for, uh, I'm for sure doing something else right now. Um, no, so. Well, we at, got, we yeah, got it for like Derek, 59 minutes of the interview, so that's good. Yeah, that's yeah, a good, it's a good ratio. Yeah. Uh, at, at Derek Webb, DerekWebb.com, all that stuff. I'm, I'm touring fingers crossed right now and there's a, a shit ton of dates still coming till you know near the end of the year and and then i'll give you ours which is the airing of is a place where you can hear all the episodes you can you can find us on patreon you can read all of what kevin wrote all the additional contextual pieces that he I wrote for each episode that are like art in and of itself it's really that are so good yeah um and and then on social media, we're the airing of grief everywhere but Twitter, because um, it was too long. And so on Twitter, we're just airing grief at airing grief. But everywhere else, you can. But if you search for the airing of grief, you'll find us everywhere. Yeah. Podcasts, wherever you look, yeah, you'll find us. 
we, we've got tickets to go see Derek uh, Webb in Indianapolis. Yeah, so we're pretty pumped. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I'm on Twitter as this is Kevin. I'm on Twitter as All Sound is Color. Um, I don't tweet a ton, but I do check it a lot. Okay. I'm a lurker. I'm a tweet lurker <laughs> more than anything else. Um, I like adding snark to other people's empowered statements. Um, she does really well. I got um, if, uh, if though, yeah, if here's a curveball. if anyone wants to hear music I've ever made, um, there is on Spotify, um, my favorite album, no one ever listened to in 2011 that I made with my brother, um, which is called, uh, the band name is the analog tourist. And the album is called Everything Changes. So um, good. And it chronicles a lot of like my breakdown and leaving the pastorate. And um, yeah. Oh, shit. Nice. Wow. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Kevin, do you still do your blog, by the way? I have not been um, for quite a while. Well, y'all can go read those archives because they're really fucking good. They're super good. Tell them what, tell them what it's called, Kevin. Well, that's that's true. I I do run youhavehearditsaid.com, which um, is still strictly from a Christian point of view, but it takes it takes the perspective of like if we're gonna believe this shit, it better not be that shit. That's the probably the worst. <laughs> no, that's perfect. <laughs> that's that the works. worst way I've ever, I've ever described <laughs> it. But um, you know, it was a lot of stuff written while in the throes of of kind of dismantling. Mm-hmm things one yep. at a time because like a lot of people you know they 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 leave christianity entirely because they can't whatever and and i'm someone who actually reconstructed the house while living in it mm. and and it was a much slower process yep. and then still like still got to the other side of that and evaluated like well i'm not sure i even like the floor plan but at least if you if you like the floor plan this <laughs> is the model i would prefer you know like um you know so as as far as things about a non-retributive god and you know um jesus actually being you know, an example of what God would be like in character, uh-huh. you know, it kind of holds those, those ethics, tries to take down the idea of the Bible as an idol and as perfect and, and, in a lot of different ways. But I, I haven't been working with that as much since I've been working with this. And even before that, I just kind of felt like it was time to be quiet and start listening again. So, yeah. Yeah. John. Good. Sweet. Speaking of being quiet and listening, John, you're up. I am also a lurker. <laughs> I'm just I'm a data-driven lurker. No, I uh, I actually I really don't do social media. And Kevin, well, really everybody gives me no end of shit about it too. Uh, <laughs> despite despite being a data-driven marketer who does a lot of stuff with the business side of Facebook and pixel tracking and whatnot, I I actually don't really use social media. Is that weird? Am I yeah, weird? Yeah. Do you, man? You're no, probably man. you're probably the most at peace of any of us then. So, <laughs> congrats! I got to tell you, I all I ever do is I read the Wall Street Journal. Uh, I listen to audiobooks about how to run a successful business, which I'm still working on, and that's about it. I don't I don't need to. I can I can, I can absolutely tell you that that's 100 percent true. What he just said. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's apparently yeah. the secret sauce too. Well, See, John, John because... John's like one of those the guy behind the guy kind of yeah. guys. That's, that's, that's well, it works thing. because he's sitting on a mountain in North Carolina right now. And, you know, know, I've got like a perpetual rage boner at whatever Trump's doing on Twitter. So he's wrangling wild yeah, dogs. So, too, so, so John wins, in case anybody's wondering. If we were to take blood pressure right now, I think we would know who would win. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, so I think it's raising actually because the sun went down, and I got to tell you, it's getting cold up here. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs are about to circle. Yes. Yeah. Let's get John the, out of here. The biological uh, remedy to the rage boner uh, that you mentioned before, uh, 
which which I, I think you you really ought to hashtag. I think that really deserves. <laughs> we may have had that one already. Yeah, that's that's sure. entirely possible. That's come yeah. up before. We'll put it on the list. <laughs> With the world as it is, how could it have not come up before? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. like in a figure of speech. All right. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Yeah. We really appreciate yeah, this it. This was great. We love what you're doing. So thank you. Man, you guys are the best. Thank you for having us. It was a real yeah, honor thanks. for us. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciated what you were doing for so long. So thanks. Yeah. Five stars get red, but one star is dead to us. Feedback. The remix, bitch. <laughs> wiki wiki. It, it's like a tick. It's like a tick. It's like a verbal tick with him. Yes, it is. Which one? You. Name uh, one. All of them? Anything you say is a verbal yeah. tick. Yep. Yeah. I just can't. It's I like know. Tourette's, but with, well, slightly less curse words. Mm. Yeah. Fuck. Go ahead. That's great. All right. Where, <laughs> where are we? Who? What are we doing? Uh, five star know. reviews. Oh, yeah. We have one. We did. We got one. Just since. Like, just now. We didn't have any before. No, now we, we have at least one. We had some a-hole left a three star. but Yeah. Fuck um, you, guy. Uh, this is called Exactly What I Needed uh, by Matt Shoulders. Oh, he added us on Twitter too. Did he? Yep. He stands above everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Yes. The, he's <laughs> head and shoulders above everyone uh, else. Uh, oh, muted that that joke. That joke gets a hearty. Wow. wow. Oh, yep. thank you. Well, wow. I tried to do that, but Michael had me muted. So there's cool. Well, we were playing Stephen's song earlier. That's. Well, yeah. God damn. <laughs> anyway. This this podcast. I apologize. We really like our soundboards. Uh, this podcast uh, speaks directly to the faith based issues I've been wrestling with internally, and does so with the sanctity of a church service ooh. and the levity of a Friday night with one too many drinks. Same. Well, yep. Well, I'm, I'm one too many drinks. Yeah, that would kick like a mule, and I just opened another beer. That's so not a great idea. Yeah. Well, I see you say that. Uh, it is a wonderful gateway into deconstruction, and I've been introduced to this many. This is a gateway. This is like a fucking hammer to the forehead. Mm-hmm. This is like like your first drug experience being like. An overdose of heroin. I had like, a bad trip. I'm off drugs. Yeah. Give me, give it, me Jesus back. I need him. We're like a whole bag of Molly. <laughs> <laughs> In glorious pastors podcast. A whole bag. You got, of you got Molly. that one. All right, good. Uh, let's see. Uh, gateway into deconstruction. Great minds. Oh, uh, it's. I, and I've been introduced to many wonderful authors and great minds through these three Midwestern hosts. I started listening around the Grace Sucks episode. That was brand, oh. that was Bo Jangles. Yeah. Uh, and got hooked. Great sex. Despite I many know. warnings from other listeners and even the hosts themselves, I have binged from the beginning trying to catch up with this fun journey. It's been worth it. Keep up the good work, guys. Get in the pub, Matt. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. That's it. Yeah. That's all I got. Right. Brad. Okay. Twitter. Twitter. Top 10. <laughs> Kevin Powell at S.E. Bald. Sebald. 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 Seabass. He's a power bald. All right. Uh, at Pastors Podcast. I see bald what you did there. Why is heaven weaponized? It must be because the Denisovans <laughs> control heaven via a hashtag Neanderthal gangbang with AR 15s. <laughs> hashtag why am I tweeting this? Hashtag bring back the sanity. Hashtag bring back Pickens. <laughs> I wonder, does that guy even know Pickens? Is it I like, don't know. Okay. Maybe. 
Uh, number nine, Joystick Melinda at Joyful Turn. <laughs> the stick. The stick. The stick. The stick TM. We can't let's call we, her the let's, stick. Let's see if we can no. move past that. The no. stick TM. <laughs> at Pastors Podcast, of course, hashtag Brandon Handris has the best <laughs> quotes. Our fundamental hope should be in a restored physical creation. Until then, I will always try to keep the hashtag PNW at Pacific Northwest. Beautiful. I don't want to write hashtag Neanderthal gangbang, but since hashtag Lenny chose our hashtag, there you go. <laughs> Number eight, Doubting Thomas at Faster Than Gravy. Doubting Tom Tom. At Pastor's Podcast, you haven't lived until you've had four fingers of whiskey and have cheese in your beard. Hashtag I'm with Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you were a little, little excited last it week. It was. It was, a, it was a mac and cheese. Oh, bomb. by the way, speaking of mac and cheese, clogged my goddamn drain yeah, up. Well, why would you... Who puts mac Who and puts cheese mac down their goddamn drain? Why would you not? Why would why you? Why would anyone you do that? You clear off your plate and then you rinse it off. Why would anybody put extra. mac and cheese in a garbage disposal? It's Next called, week. It's a garbage disposal. No. Uh, that's what it's you, supposed to do, right? He's going to put a you potato down there next week. Dipshit. Wait. All right. Number seven. Casey at Achtung Casey. Ble- the uh, German God wonderkind. Uh, <laughs> at Pastors Podcast. At Brandon Anders. Suggested for Brandon's next book. Memoirs of Glidus splattering all over Mesopotamia. Oh, <laughs> hashtag oh, Neanderthal gangbang. Oh yeah. Like, I really like Neanderthal gangbang. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we missed the boat with Memoirs uh, of Glidus. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's a pretty strong uh, Number one. six, Scott McMillan at S. McMillan, 1970. John Mark's brother. At, <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Uh, your brother is overly wordy, Scott. Uh, at Pastors Podcast, <laughs> great epitode with Bojangles. <laughs> I deal with the question, what is heaven like a... a what? Oh, I deal with the question, what is heaven like a lot being a hospice chaplain? Mm. I tell them I'm not sure because I've never been. Whatever it is, I believe it is the grace of God. It gets them thinking and discussing. Nice. Good stuff. Yeah. Mm. Kudos, number five, for your, kudos for your work. Uh, dude. dude, for real. Yeah. <laughs> that's, man. Yeah. Uh, number five, Derek Blaylock at Derek A. Blaylock. Mookie's brother. I, <laughs> nice. Deep, nice. God, God with Mookie Blaylock. Mookie. I love it. I a love, Mookie Blaylock. I love we have a Mookie Blaylock reference. Boy, that is a deep, that deep, is the deep deepest cut. of deep cuts. Yeah. Uh, I don't fast forward through the nonsensical beginnings of Pastors Podcast episodes, although there have been some I wanted to. Yeah, but same. the beginning of episode of One Ten is making me laugh hard. Good stuff. Nice. Number four, Justin Combs at J underscore Comez. It's probably Combs, but it's spelled come as at pastors podcast at brandon andrus married to morticia i have the <laughs> it's, it's another good one uh i'm <laughs> god damn it wow wow uh, i'm very excited right now <laughs> that might be the best thing since the since sarah mclaughlin i gotta give dan vincent props for that it was that's, his idea that's pretty oh. great one minute dan I have made the executive decision this Friday that I don't want to work. I just want to hashtag Neanderthal, but gangbang on the drum all day. (laughs) That's what Matthew McConaughey does. I don't want to work. I just want a Neanderthal gangbang on the drum all day. Didn't really work. Oh, still funny. Number three, Chris Stoker. Never heard of her. Didn't touch Uh, her. At Chris underscore. 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 Stoker didn't touch her. Uh, At Pastors Podcast. Just now listening to Epitode 110, and I have to ask, how does gravity affect a micropene? Hashtag asking for a friend. <laughs> I'll let you know. Uh, Defying it, gravity. It, it, uh, <laughs> yeah. You got to put some weights on it. It doesn't too. do a whole lot to it. Uh, number two, Casey at Casey. 
Once again, the German wunderkind. May she rest in peace. May she <laughs> love your beer. Indeed. At Pastor's your Podcast. Pe- your people's beer. Remember that time in episode 55 when MJ Basinger said, eventually we'll get a soundboard big enough that we can plug all our iPhones into it. It'll be just a never-ending clusterfuck. <laughs> Hashtag the future is now. <laughs> Hashtag poke a hole in the poop sack. <laughs> Hashtag more ton, more power. Oh, oh, throwback. More ton, more ton, more power, more, power, more, more of you, you in my life. life. I, I want, want more, <laughs> more ton. Um, did you get my response to that? Is that no? Oh, my response was I always scored high in the in, in the gift of prophecy and the spiritual gifts assessment. Indeed. Yep. Why do you have to be such a wanker? All right. Uh, number one. Uh, There's something at the end of that. You need to get a new one. So like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ba-dum-bum. You hear I like it? How our never-ending quest for the best you hear it? shots. <laughs> I'm just going to start doing that. For a, I'm just going to start doing that for a drum roll. Do, do a gong. Stop it. That was that was fantastic because it's I don't know eight minutes long. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> number one, Ian Irving at Batman Villain. Oh no, he's at back. Pastors Podcast. I feel exasperated, angry, and frustrated. Why do I do this? Why do I listen? That soundboard is breaking me into a shell of a man. Also, how is it possible that I still love the podcast? I feel like one of those guys who likes being tied up and whipped. I am a I am a pastored gimp. I got it. I got it. That's <laughs> yeah, check out his podcast, uh, For Whom the Bell Dings. Uh, what? By the bell. what are you doing? God. That's Brad. Jeez. Yeah, Polly Brad. All right. Uh, hashtags. What do we got? I've got uh, hashtag the airing of grief posse. Nice. Hashtag I make my living as a parrot. <laughs> hashtag part-time parrot. Apparently. Hashtag a walking... Hello, Polly Parrot! <laughs> Polly wakey, wakey! It's a good Monty Python reference. God, that's a great yeah, skit. Uh, a walking recessive gene. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Man, that was good. Uh, yeah, it's good Kevin. stuff. Like, most of mine are from the interview. Yeah. Uh, the quiet dork in the corner. Nice. <laughs> the fiveiest five. Nice. Touring with... Touring with Carmen didn't pay off. <laughs> the Make America White Again tour. <laughs> Delicious buttery voice. <laughs> John the Animal Wrangler. Derek is kind of mopey. God, I love that. I really want to do that since yeah, it's him. That's great. Uh, He's also kind of like Moby too. <laughs> Bald. Just well, that's about the only comparison yeah. you can make there. Go Jesus ahead. Christ, Michael. Sorry, Derek. We love you. Uh, hashtag- I like Derek a lot more than Moby. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag that rage boner. Yes. Uh, Wiki peen. <laughs> and then what? <laughs> Where'd you get wiki? I said it. Yeah. You did. And then where was I? I don't know. You were recording a podcast. I don't <laughs> you were probably ordering beef jerky. I was. Uh, and then, by pa- the way, we do have that on the way. Nice. And then, pastor gimp. <laughs> oh man! Holy shit! <laughs> it's gonna be really hard to pass that one up. God damn! Uh, hashtag mockingbird to parrot. <laughs> Uh, behold, hashtag behold a very pale very white horse oh man that's so good <laughs> hashtag gnawing on the hand that feeds me 
Jeez. <laughs> These are so good. Hashtag DC Talk ruins everything. <laughs> hashtag data driven lurker. You know, that might have been our most hashtag rich. Like, yes, yeah, it was good. by far our most interview we've hashtag, ever had. Hashtag, I was going to call it horse jizz. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 hashtag, very neatly packaged. Same. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag, how many fingers? <laughs> Does it take to get to the center? (laughs) Can we also do hashtag the aftertaste was horrible? (laughs) Hashtag best peep I've ever had. You know, what? there's a lot of a lot of like slow yeah. burners in here. Yep. <laughs> like, the hashtag, more you think about them, the funnier they get. Hashtag like Tourette's with less curse words. <laughs> uh, how are we going to ever decide? And then hashtag like a whole bag of Molly. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to do these out of order just because I think I need to. Uh, ha- hashtag off-putting texture. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag that yellow stuff. Uh, hashtag it's called kinky. Um, hashtag horse jizz. Hashtag you need to shake it up. Uh, hashtag perfumey aftertaste. Hashtag. <laughs> it's that. It's perfumey. No, wait, 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 wait. Hashtag, you don't get to do rim shots. Uh, hashtag, how many fingers? And my favorite, hashtag, a full fist. <laughs> boy, there's a lot of good shit there. Oh, man. Boy, oh, boy. Okay, so what do you, like, of yours, what do you, what do you prefer? Uh, I like, out of mine, um... Gnawing on the hands that feed me. Uh, I like uh, how many fingers. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, and then I like uh, best peep I've ever had. What do you like? I don't know. <laughs> what are you laughing about? I don't know. There's one that you're laughing about. No, I'm just. You're laughing at how many fingers? How many fingers? Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be it. Okay. I've got uh, uh, probably of mine. Um, I, really, I really like a walking recessive gene, and I really like Derek is kind of mopey. I liked uh, yours about uh, the very pale, very white horse. Yeah, and um, I liked how many fingers. Let's do how many. I think it's got to be how many. I fingers. think that was yeah. Yep, <laughs> it's going to have to be that, isn't it? Kind of sounds like it might be the winner. And I feel like by winner, I mean everybody loses, is what it sounds like. Yep. Well, never mind. All right. Well, if you'd like to uh, connect with us, uh, and why wouldn't you? you? On Twitter. (laughs) 
Uh, we're at Pastors Podcast. At Polly named Matt. At Polly named Brad. And at MJ Basinger. Uh, Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. <laughs> we're on Instagram and Glorious Pastors. <sighs> let's, let's just review the last three, po- last three hashtags we've had. Butter milkshake. Yeah. Neanderthal gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> How many fingers? Neanderthal so, gangbang's pretty damn good. Yeah. So if you if you listen to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on the socials with hashtag How Many Fingers. Um, subscribe and rate. Subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcast. Check out our website, ingloriouspastards.com. Support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. Support us on Patreon and join the Pastards Pub to get access to our spinoff <laughs> podcast, the Pastards Community Church, the Hymns of Reconstruction, Turd Talk, Pub Crawl, and special music. Buy us around like... He, he, he wrote it. He's yeah. riding that train, yeah. man. He is, he's going to ride that one straight into the ditch. Isn't even he? help shape the content of this here show, like Stephanie Rice did. How about a nice, greasy pork sandwich served in a dirty ashtray? Support us on Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash pastors podcast. Wow. Any closing thoughts? <laughs> no. He's an athole. Anybody with a haircut like that, you know he's an athole. <laughs> you know the. Is anybody else? Do you have you seen Weird Science, Michael? Oh yes, okay. best line of that whole movie. Is, it was an accident. An accident? Do you realize it's snowing in my room? God damn it! It's the best line of that whole movie. Uh, be sure to check out the Twisted Sisters podcast. <laughs> Jamie, Bill Paxton, R.I.P. Jamie, You're dead meat, Pilgrim. All right, Jamie Lee Finch was on the Twisted Sisters yep. this week. Go check it out. She's um, good. She's good. Very, very good. Um, Thanks anyway. to Airing of Grief, folks. Yeah. Thank you, Airing good of Grief. Stuff. Thanks, guys, we, for your podcast we, and for your hearts and for your work. And thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you for letting us ruin your reputation. By coming <laughs> on and Thank you bastards. for letting us sour all the street cred you had <laughs> with our shenanigans. Oh, man. We should have done season. CCM PTSD. That's oh, that was oh, yeah. damn it. I thought yeah, you wrote that. Well, no, but sorry. Right. Oh well. Somebody using an alternate hashtag. <laughs> <laughs>